It is another week of the Chair Shot podcast here, coming to you in 2024. We're now two weeks in, so you should all be writing the correct date on your notepads at work. All right, if you're writing 2023 at this stage, quite frankly, you need to you need to tune in, Mister. You need to you need to get plugged into the year because you're going to get left behind. It is 2024. CSP is here, and we've got another uh, uh, bumper week of stuff to get to here. We've got your regularly scheduled quizzes and TV reviews. We've got the fantasy update. We've also got our prediction results. Which, of course, are always famously great. I mean, we we nail it every year. Um, so I have the results from last year, and we'll be making fresh predictions for this coming year. And uh, just, uh, you know, the usual fun and games that we have uh, on this here show. I'm one of your hosts, Barry, joined, as always, by my co-hosts and pals. First of all, Joe. <laughs> Hello, everybody. Back again. And also, Paul. Uh, 1993. I'm back in the house. Jump around, jump around. <laughs> well, that ref just sailed over my head, so I, I you know. <laughs> um, this is a good I don't know what happened in the Do you want me to, ex- <laughs> to explain the process that went there? Yes, I wanted to do a, a kind of, you know, the way that some rappers that the, the song begins, they always like say their name in the year. Yes. Mike Jones. 2013. Jason yeah. and then I and then I I was kind of trying to do it on the spot. And I couldn't think of what to say. And then the only year that came into my head was '93 because that's when Snoop Dogg's Doggy Style came. I out. was going to say, yeah. was that a good year for albums? It probably was. You got Doggy Style. Yeah. Few others. Nine Nine Thrizzy is the easier for me to fuck up shit. Yeah. Okay. And it was indeed. I mean, that, you know, he, 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 if by fuck up shit he means put out a bloody great record. Um, <laughs> which, yeah, which, which he did. Um, so yeah, we've got a we've got our, our usual slate of fun and games here uh, uh, for the show. I don't really have. Um, uh, I'm kind of letting myself down here. I don't really have a book guff update. Sadly, I'm still ready, reading the same books I was reading last week. I'm close to the finish line. My uh, my Goodreads uh, bookathon thing that I set my challenge. It said to hit this target, you should read two books a month, which is a very humble number, I'd say, for most people. But for me, that's like a genuine challenge. I I, I it's probably going to come down to the wire but i think i can get her done um so uh, my my reading challenge um uh is, is still a work in progress but for fuck all that shit i i bought some more movies um Yay, uh, movies. The, <laughs> the medium of kings movies, uh, you know movies. Uh, I just went on a, a bit of a, a retail therapy splurge there and i just went to the local golden discs the old physical media emporium here in Ireland. And uh, they recently moved units, the one in my town, to a bigger unit. And I was like, oh, great, more Funko Pops for them to sell. But they have actually gotten themselves a proper... It's not massive, but they've gotten a slightly more respectable like Blu-ray section. So I nabbed two uh, motion pictures I've not seen before. I took a deep dive and went straight for a 4K of two films I haven't seen. But their, their reputation is good enough that I'm not too concerned. Okay. Uh, Enter the Dragon oh. and, and Casino. Okay, I haven't seen Casino. So uh, I'm, I'm I'm fairly confident in in both of those. I haven't gotten around to watching them yet. And then um, uh, uh, a, a buddy of ours, friend of the show, uh, Richard, did send me a link to. Um, I, I've seen this company's uh, uh, stuff around for quite a while. I still have not bought any. Second Sight in the UK, they they do a lot of work um, uh, restoring, not even restoring, but just doing very pristine 4K releases of cult films. And uh, they're putting out a very shiny, big, thick box 4K Blu-ray of Possessor, Hijo del Cronenberg's Possessor, with a bunch of bonus features and booklets and doodads. And I was 
Uh, I was I was itching. I was looking at that, and I was like, "Oh, blah, blah, I'd like that." And then I went onto their, and then I went onto their website, and I was like, "Oh, they've got a, uh, they, they've got a 4K of drive. I only have a lowly digital versatile disc of drive. No way to watch it at all. Might as well watch it on video CD if I'm going to do that on on four video CDs." Um, so um, I haven't actually pulled the trigger on those because it's a little bit, little bit pricey. It's a boutique website, so a little bit, little bit on the spinny side. But uh, I'm thinking I'm going to, at the very least, nab that Possessor Special Edition because that is a, yeah. a tremendous. I mean, they work obviously with the directors. They get the sign off from the um, uh, the directors and the uh, director of photography. Not like uh, not like the old Jimbo Cameron uh, fart it out. Yes, that's great. That's what the abyss looks like. <laughs> yeah. Um, <laughs> Uh, oh yes, I'm definitely paying attention to what you're doing. Um, uh, yeah, I actually just saw a yeah. listing earlier today for a, a, a new re- a new release of Alien, and I was like, um, uh, or Aliens rather, pardon me. And I was like, mm, well, uh, based on recent developments, I don't think I'll be plopping the forty euro or whatever the fuck it's going to cost to get that. Based on the oh. you know, it seems like people are very upset with those that that True Lies and uh, Abyss re release that just came out there. Um, uh, just looks like you're watching it on your granny's telly, um, hmm. with all with all the bad default settings out of the factory. Uh, so yes, still still wasting money on physical media, but not wasting actually, no, because no, it's fine forever. Investing um, for yeah. when they take it away, supporting supporting, supporting the good when, when brothers. David Zaslav cancels all movies, all the shows you like. Yeah, <laughs> there's only I three I, films left on HBO Max. I was I, I tweeted as well yesterday. It's an extremely weird thing. Uh, Paramount are now advertising Twisted Metal as going on their service, and when you go on their Twitter page, it's just all replying to people going, "When's this coming on?" They're like, "We can't talk about that." I think you're advertising it. You've put ads out. What are you, you just? What just let people watch the thing? Why is everything? So we're supposed to be living in this golden age of you just turn on the telly and you pick what you want to watch, and it's there. My goodness. So yes, yeah, support your physical media uh, uh, outlets of choice. I, I, I predict the return of blockbusters in 2024 that's that's my big prediction you know it, if it you like easier to drive to the shop and get one than it would be to get it on stream if you if you like make it a, a kind of nod nod wink wink bougie and you can buy really overpriced coffee there yeah, and yeah. and it's got some kind of wanky name like you oh you could probably you know what you probably just call it blockbuster because then because then people can like act all ironic yeah. and funny about it yeah. you could be probably make a killing you could probably make a killing going back to to, to dvd rentals uh, uh these days and have it like a subscription rather than an individual like you pay your oh you pay nine a, month. a month yeah and, and you, you get come get and you can take four blu-rays two DVDs. yeah yeah uh, I, think we're just, I think we're hatching a plan right here on this podcast to be honest hello dragons today the three of us are here today <laughs> well between us we probably have enough to open a blockbuster Ooh. right right you've come in yeah. here you, you, you you've disrespected the streaming giants right who i love Right, so I'm out. I'm out. Um, <laughs> is that still on? Is is any version of Drake? Is this still yeah. on the same Drake Shark Tank? Is still in- oh, is it still on over here as well? Gary Neville's on it now. Well, I think what? temporarily, but he's filling in as, as one of the dragons, yeah. Well, I, assume he, I assume he has a share of businesses these days, doesn't he? He's probably- got plenty of, plenty of businesses, yeah. But it's, they, oh, God, I always hated that show. But anyway. Um, it is. It does yeah, seem so- like the concept of like 
a, a lowly worker pitching a business seems i think it's just not suited to that really mean-spirited nature of mm. reality tv it's like mm. oh well i've, I've remortgaged my house and i'm i'm selling pencils and they're they're custom-made pencils and my 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 late parents told me how to make pencils right it's a lot of shite frankly and you've come <laughs> in there <laughs> you're ill-prepared i know the pencil business yeah right? what's, and what's you don't know happy, shite <laughs> what's the happy outcome that they invest yeah. in the, some rich can invests in a business okay well that's right all the money yeah. out of your idea yeah, 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 yeah. brilliant 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 great stuff um so yeah maybe we'll we'll keep the uh the the video service in the back of our minds anyway um that's really enter the dragon is very good though I'm very confident because it's it's mm. it's partly tying into the the book I, I talked about last week, the action book, the the last of the action oh. heroes. I I in my head I'm compiling a little list. Like I've seen a lot of the things we're talking about: Die Hard, Predators, Terminator, Terminator Two, blah blah. blah. Kind of realizing I'm watching. I'm going to have. Well, I've seen basically. I've only seen like late career Jackie Chan comedies. I haven't actually watched because Jackie Chan is talked about a lot in the book. Oh, I haven't seen a lot Chan's of the, the so peak good. era. Yeah, because every now and then, like the people I talk to about films, they'll, they'll talk about every now and then you'll go and watch a Jackie Chan film from forty years. Go, oh, and they go like this is insane even by today's time this is insane police story yeah so i'm like i actually went on amazon and i looked on the police story like trilogy so again i, I splurged recently so i'm gonna pace myself but i'm kind of on a little bit of a let's let's get some of these classics ticked off the old list um uh but yeah enter dragon is good insofar as it's so ridiculous yeah it's like when you're when you're itching for a movie where one man defeats a hundred people with one kick yeah it's like it's like that kind of movie. That's what I'm. That's what I'm looking for. Um, so yeah, uh, that was it. Really, that that was the the big news for this week. Going into next week, though, uh, a moment of silence. Th- th- this is the last uh, uh, CSP we'll be doing where Elmo the cat has his testicles, most likely. Um, so uh, <laughs> a, a, a somber moment in this house. Uh, he is currently oh. fasting for his his early morning trip to the vet tomorrow. <laughs> oh, he doesn't uh, know he's fasting. He's no, thinking, he doesn't know. He's like, what's the fucking food? My food? <laughs> I'm going to slash your eyes out. Um, <laughs> Some sausages. Uh, and actually, funnily enough, shortly before his little cutoff time where we're taking his food away, I, I made a delicious little dessert today. I made I, I, I made little um, uh, Kinder Bueno little cakes, just like melted mm. some Kinder Bueno, stuck them in some bread, air fryer, five-minute job. And he <laughs> <laughs> battered it out of Brona's hand and tried to get it off. I was like, this guy knows he's not getting fed this evening. Um, yeah, so... Um, Rest in peace to the little boys, but it's, it'll be for it'll be for his betterment going forward. Uh, so I'll, I'll report back on his mood uh, this time next week. Uh, what about you, boyos? How has the week been to you both? I mean, I still have my testicles, so Fair it's play. been okay, right. good. Um, <laughs> actually, as a personal thing, I really hate when you see a dog or a cat and it's got the little little balls flapping around. <laughs> it is just just it is intimidating. I don't just, like it. It's like because yeah. you, you've got your little neutered animal. I'm like, well, you're you've got a bold boy over there who hasn't been taken care of, yeah. you know, <laughs> S- swinging away, swinging away. Um, <laughs> Paul's jealous, insanely jealous. <laughs> 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 I'm swinging around. <laughs> Why can't I have mine out in public? <laughs> um, ah, quite a week. I I did buy some dumbbells though. Ooh. Okay. Um, in my again very slow ascent to. Fitness. Um, Aldi, were, Aldi were selling some uh, 10 kilo dumbbells. So I picked up two of them. <laughs> Put them straight back down so they were a bit heavy. <laughs> First workout was taking them home from the shop. Get them to the check. Oh, girl, the weight of them. 20 kilos in my little bag mm. walking up the hill. Um, but it's nice to have them in the house. You know, I still have the gym membership and I still go play 
football once a week. Oh, which by the way, I have a fucking update on that. Um, but it's nice, you know. I'd be I'd be at work and I could just pick them up and fucking be lifting them. Mm. Um, so I just have them there. Football update. Uh, oh, yeah. I did finally score score my hat trick. Ooh. Uh, scored four goals on Wednesday. Okay. Very happy with my performance. Um, so now now we go for five. Then you know six, and eventually I'll be I'll be scoring a hundred goals in an hour. Um, but it was best I played, so I was happy with that. Very good. Otherwise, just very quiet. What about you, Joe? Also quiet. Pretty quiet. Um, did actually um, go into the office on Friday, even though we don't have an office because uh, I work fully remote. But my boss was visiting from New York, um, and there's a couple of other people based in London now. So we met up in in Soho. She went to Soho House, the uh, private members club, which was a very swanky. I've never been there before. Ooh, that was very nice. Uh, then worked in a in an office uh, space. Uh, so yes, it was nice to get out and about. The first time in probably eighteen months that I've actually been to an office. Mm-hmm. Uh, so that was a right. nice experience. Best part, of course, is Friday evening where you get to uh, walk to the train station and go home. That's like you, you know, it's <laughs> like I enjoy it more now because I'm not just you know in the spare bedroom. Uh, so that was good. Yeah. So we might do that every sort of few weeks. Uh, just get out of the house. That'd be nice. Um, yeah, yeah, that's about it, really. Uh, I cooked a lovely big roast dinner today. We had a steak pie and lashings of roast, but just too many oh. roast potatoes. But we had them all. It was fine. But there was a lot. Um, steak yeah, so pie. That sounds amazing. Oh my god. Yeah, nice. Uh, it's it's M and S. It's more Spencer's. Okay. Uh, and it's their best pie ever. That's what they call mm. it. They, they have a range that's called best ever. They did, they're not messing around. They just. That maybe they've learned from professional wrestling. It's just called it <laughs> best in the world, best pie in the world. You know, that's essentially what it is. And it's, it's very good. They're like, listen, so, mate, you know what we know. You're coming to Max and Spencer. You, yeah, know, you, yeah, you yeah. know what this is. Come on. Now. Best in the world. Best in the world. Um, so, yeah, very nice. Now very full. Uh, still quite fat, but, you know, we'll, we'll get there. We'll get there. It's only January. Give me time. Yeah. 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 yeah um, M&S is coming to my fair town after like a decade rumours at long last actually Ooh. coming. A small one, but good. Happy with small one because they've said mainly the food court. Brilliant. Bring yeah. me all the oozing ch- uh, uh, chocolate cakes and that and the Percy Pigs. <laughs> I, uh, I don't want any of your expensive forks and that, pal. I just, just, no, I'll no, use no, a plant. No. I'll just eat my, I'll use my hands to just eat the, che- the cheesecakes, to be honest. They should just, because M&S food, the, the cloves, eh. They're not bad. I'm actually wearing an MS hoodie right now, to be honest. But, yeah, mm. I have some nice the, MS the, clothes. The base, they, they should just have a shop that's food and then like the underwear. Because that's that's mm. like that's the main bits that they do. Just like M and S is your is is a dragon idea. M and S food and underwear. That would be hugely popular, I think. So maybe they'll they'll get on that. Yeah, they could call it uh, munchies and skivvies. <laughs> oh, munchies and undies. Yeah, that's how, that's right in line with their branding, calling it munchies and skivvies. Um, oh, M and S. I know, I know M and S. Yeah, I know. I got it. I know it's yeah. very subtle, um, very but yeah. I, I did get it, and I think they would love it. To be perfectly honest. Um, <laughs> anyway, uh, that is uh, uh, that is the the life up there. We'll we'll hop into our our bounty of features there, and do we just want to kick off with the big and will we do will we do our results from last year's but prediction game? This is what everyone's been waiting a year. This is what everyone's yeah, listening right. to. Um, I will I will pull these up. So if, if you're if you're uh, 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 a new listener or just have a bad memory like me uh, we do this every January we uh, we sit down, I compile a list of questions I take the boys' answers to those questions and then at the end of the quiz they also get to contribute one or maybe two for feeling spicy uh, one you know, bonus 
uh, off the top of the head prediction. And then we uh, go through them a year later and we assign points based on who got what right. And uh, the winner gets just pride. I mean, it's just it's just being right. What's the most important thing in life? Just being right about stuff on the internet. Um, all right. So I'm going to run through the results here fairly quickly. 2023 predictions. The first question I posed, uh, who will win the men's Royal Rumble? Everyone said Cody Rhodes. So we got one point across the board here nice. to ourselves. Second Very question, good. naturally, was who will win the women's Royal Rumble? Uh, I said Bailey. Joe said Rhea Ripley. Paul said Ashka. And the winner was, of course, Rhea Ripley. So one point to Joe there. So he pulls ahead. Well done. Joe nailed it. Uh, what will the WrestleMania main events be? Was question three. I went with Cody Rhodes versus Roman Reigns and Steve Austin versus John Cena. What was I smoking when, they were, when, we, when we were doing these questions? Uh, Joe went for Cody Rhodes versus Roman Reigns and Rhea Ripley versus Charlotte. And Paul went Cody Rhodes versus Roman Reigns and the Usos versus Kevin Owens and Sami Zayn. So myself and Joe got 0. 0.5 there. I'm going to give us half points for that. Nice. And Paul gets a full a full one point for that. Lovely. So those were, in fact, the two, um, the two main events. Next question was, simply put, no, no promotions specified. Will CM Punk return? We all said yes. So we all get one point. I should probably give us two points because he returned twice. Two points for everyone. Um, yeah. But, uh, yeah, one point there across the board. Similarly, one point across the board here for everyone. I asked, will the AEW game come out? We all said yes. And so we all get one point. I believe the previous year I had, I had asked us to compare, to estimate what their Metacritic scores would have been against WWE. That mm. would have been interesting to do this year because I, I they they were fairly comfortably trounced by WWE this year. But yeah. uh, the year I asked that question, it didn't come out at all. So there you go. Mm. Uh, so I stopped bothering to do that question. <laughs> uh, all righty. Uh, next up, who... <laughs> buys world wrestling entertainment Ooh, the here we go obviously the sales rumors were hot 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 this time last year uh, i said karma cast joe said nobody and paul said the saudi pif the public investment fund we get nil point there across the board <coughs> is of course uh, endeavor the the ufc parent company of course uh, again, something kind of uh, really kind of relevant at the time. This this question will Triple H remain in WWE? I said yes. <laughs> One point for moi. The other two boyos said no. Um, again, this was you know this was back when it was really kind of like he had been demoted. Vince was back. Yeah, he was yeah, in yeah. sale. He, you know the board was being drawn up for the new Endeavor board. He TKO board rather, excuse me, and he wasn't there, mm. and he was bumped down to a lowly creative guy. He's kind of rebounded a little bit. So uh, at the time, that was a, a hot question. Uh, next question: Who dethrones MJF? I said CM <laughs> Punk. Uh, Joe said Darby Allen. Paul said no one. And like Paul was one day away from getting a point on this because MJF did lose it on the second to last day of the year, unfortunately. Yeah. So nobody had Samoa Joe. Uh, uh, Paul, very close. Very close there with your guess of no one. Uh, sure, look. Up next, the other long-running champion as of that recording, who will dethrone Jade Cargill of the TBS Championship. I said Chris Statlander, uh, Uno Point for me there. Joe said it would be vacated, which would have been uh, interesting. And Paul oh, said Willow yeah. Nightingale. Two good guesses there, but but no points for the boys. Uh, any other predictions? Was the, uh, the final question, of course. I said Mercedes Monet will wrestle for AEW. No points for me there. Joe says AEW does a £1 million gate in the UK. And I, I don't know what I put. I 
should have gone back and listened. In parentheses, I put Flair will appear in AEW, Vince will appear on WWE TV. You, you were right across the board on all of that. They did what it ended up being like six or seven million or something like that, wasn't it? Or that was dollars, yeah. but yeah, easily cleared a million for, for Wembley. Yeah. So a point there for Joe. And Paul said WWE will split the world title back into two titles now. I, we'll, I, to, speaking of splitting, let's split some goddamn hairs. I mean, are we going to acknowledge the the, the freaking world championship as uh, as them splitting the belts? Because they still bill Roman's thing as a unified title. Yeah. That is still considered two yeah. belts. I, I, I don't think it affects the overall score, but honestly, I, I don't think I was being as pedantic as how exactly it would be that they would have two world titles I'm going to give you a point because they they essentially even though a lot of people scoff at it in their eyes they have two world titles so I I am going to give you a point on that Um, uh, let me go so I'll give you a point there so let me uh, tot up here so Barry had a score of one and a half, two and a half, three and a half, four and a half, five and a half, five and a half points for myself. Joe had one, two and a half, three and a half, four and a half, five and a half as well. So me and uh, uh, Joe are tied up there. And Paul, Paul had one, two, three, four. And five there with the last one. So it's a, a dead heat, no tiebreaker because we're not going back in time. It's too much effort um, uh, between <laughs> yeah. me and Joe. So, uh, what do you think would have happened had. Uh, so I'll, I'll, Joe can be Roman Reigns and I'll be freaking with the little pretend world title. Uh, we're, both, we're both champions. Um, uh, so yeah. Uh, so that was 2023. And I will open up the fresh slate here, here for 2024. Uh, there's some trends obviously in these questions so there will be some uh, 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 kind of repeats uh, so I've kind of mushed them into one question here who will win the Royal Rumbles uh, this year uh, so we'll take a men's answer and a women's answer and this is for two points obviously uh, we will start with Paul um, CM Punk for the men's Punk okay women's I haven't given much thought to I must say um, so Rhea is the champion currently for those not not up on the product. Who's the other champ? Who's the raw one? Do they still have two? They do, don't they? I have zero clue. I have no idea. I have no idea. Just because Rhea, Rhea is so predominant. Rhea the is like matters. the main champion, it feels like, yeah. So women, uh, Rhea Ripley. No, it looks like they have one. one. I think yeah, they might be on. I think they unified them, yeah. Yeah. Oh, okay. No, 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 um, no, no, no actually, Eosky e- e- is the. Oh, one. yes, yeah, yeah, Eosky. Of course. Okay, yeah. Fair enough. Okay, I'll go for um, uh, soon to be New York Times bestselling author Becky Lynch. Becky Lynch says, Paul, uh, I will go next. I went same answers. Punk and Becky for, for that. Uh, Joe. I will say CM, uh, CM Chump as the winner of the Mentor mm. Rumble. <laughs> And the winner of the women's rumble was Jade Cargill. Oh, big plans Ooh, for Jade. Big plans for a nice spicy who hasn't been there. seen since her debut in WWE. Yeah, since the yeah, I, will, I will say, I will say, Jade versus Rhea gives me goosebumps. Hogan, Hogan Warrior vibes. Oh, oh, oh bigger! What, you like the bad one or the good one? <laughs> No, I genuinely not, not uh, no, yeah, I genuinely, I, I thought, I, I, I was like, no, I mean, like, the, I mean, yeah, you mean Mania Six? Yeah, okay, okay, yeah, no, I agree. Yeah. I was like, I think that's insanely harsh. I was like, where's he going with this? No, yeah, no, 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 no. I mean, I mean, uh, uh, yeah, 
the unstoppable force versus the immovable. Okay, yeah, no, that would, yeah, I think that'd be, I think that'd be a, a really interesting, and, and like there would be no better way, I would say, uh, to like kick off um, Jade's yeah. actual on-screen presence. But anyway, yeah. uh, I'd say our, our kind of answers are probably fairly predictable on this next one. Who does CM Punk wrestle at WrestleMania? We'll go reverse this time. We'll go Joe. Seth fucking <laughs> Seth fucking Rollins. Seth. Uh, I will go. I will say Seth Rollins again. Um, and Paul, I'll go for a, uh, uh, a crazy. I'll say he wrestles Jungle Boy. <laughs> well, he, no, it'll, be it'll be Seth Rollins. Okay, be Seth Rollins. I mean, this, some people think he, some people they'll do it, think they'll do an Austin match. I don't, but you know, no, 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 no Seth Rollins. No, no. I mean, Rollins. the Jungle Boy is a free agent now because that's a shoot. Obviously, that's real. What we saw yes, yes, the, the, the contract with a giant AW logo. Yeah, I, yeah. I mean, can he can he do that? Oh my god. <laughs> um, alrighty, here we go. At the stroke of midnight, December thirty first, twenty twenty four. CM Punk will still be on good terms with WWE. True or false? I will go first on this one. I'm going to say true. What about you, Joe? I'll say true as well. I yeah, I'll say true as well. Paul, what are you going to think? Obviously, we'll we'll allow for we maybe there'll be some debate. Maybe it'll have no, all gone haywire, I'll, but he'll still be there. We'll we, we can we suss it out in a year's I'll time. Thrash it out. I'll say true. say true. As much as as much as I I want to change up that we're not all given the same answers yeah, know, for every question, but, but answer with your heart. Yeah, I'll say true. All right. All righty. Up next, a women's match. Main events and AEW pay-per-view this year. Yes or no? I will go back to Paul on this one. No. Mm. I am going to say yes. Um, I, if they sign Mercedes, then yes. Um, I'll go yes. Okay. That is that is also I'm my thing. That's a real 50-50 for me. But I, yeah, mm. if they bring her in and did like her Jamie Hater or something or Brit, then yeah. But if I, they do get her, and Jamie, is, and Jamie is held, and also yeah, they're going to uh, seemingly going to increase maybe. If they do get her and Jamie Hater back, and they yeah. don't try and make that a big deal, then they're they're lost. They're lost. So hopefully, if those if those ducks align, hopefully that does happen. All right. The main event. Of all in 2024, the next Wembley event will be straight to you, Joe. Um, oh god, um, Will Ospreay versus um, oh god, Will Ospreay versus Brian Danielson. Brian Danielson, wow, excellent. Okay, that's more my fantasy booking than my actual yeah, yeah. prediction. <laughs> I believe but I think Will Ospreay will in there, but I don't know whether it's going to be like a dream match like that, or whether he'll face like Swerve, who's the champion, mm. or something like that. It could, I don't know. We'll see. Uh, I will go Will Ospreay also, and I will say he will face Samoa Joe. Okay, I'm thinking Joe holds the title. I think Osprey dethrones him. I think that is the big Wembley fireworks confetti moment. Paul? I'm going to say 
that there will be a double main event. Mm. But my my official prediction will be one, but I'll give you what I think will be the other main mm. event. I think the main event main event will be Osprey Swerve. <laughs> and I think we'll get a rematch of MJF Adam Cole. Bye bye. Okay. A year in the making. See me mean. Cole versus MJF. See, I thought you were gonna say and I thought this would be someone's answer. My door just opened. I'm like, is there a rogue cat in here? It's uh, the shock master. Um, see, I was wondering what someone say, and I thought your semi-main guess that you were going to say there was going to be Nigel versus Danielson. Um, but nobody, nobody plumped for that one. Anyway, okay. Next, will NXT Japan or something of that ilk launch in 2024? That could also be Mexico. That could be a revamp of a European thing. Will a, an NXT international brand launch at some point this year uh go back to myself i'm gonna say yes to that again it does not have to be japan specific but you get what i'm driving at with this one uh let's go to joe uh, no <laughs> that's i think that's dead and buried joe says no fair enough uh paul uh, uh, uh you mean will there be an, an nxt entity separate to yeah will 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 they right, will right. they very with these distinctly launch an international brand like NXU. Now, obviously, there there's rumors they're kind of cozy and up to all Japan. That doesn't count. Like, sending sending William Regal's son off for one. That doesn't count. I'm talking about a real deal yeah. press release. We're running shows under the WWE slash NXT banner in another country. Uh, I'll say that it will be at least formally announced. Whether or not it actually begins, at least announced. I think that's fair. Yeah, yeah that's fine. All right. Uh, at least formally. I know, so I think that's a fair... Because that was not it. I've done a few yes or no ones, but obviously feel free to editorialize on these ones here. Next one. All right. That's an interesting follow-up to our Rumble question here. Does Jade Cargill win a world title in WWE this calendar year? Uh, I I will... What did we do, Joe, last time? Uh, Paul, go for you. Does she win one of the world titles? Uh, Yeah. Paul says, yep. Uh, I will also say yes. And Joe. Yes, absolutely. I mean, you don't bring in Jade to be in the middle of the pack, do you? No. no, no. And that's one of those things they've gotten slightly better at over the last five or so years is, mm. is trying to make people a big deal. Um, uh, I'm, sure, I'm sure she's on a big old contract. Well, yes, yeah, she did. She didn't sign, sign one of those fucking uh, college student uh, NXT contracts. <laughs> Put it she up got, on the got, fireplace got, with the WWE logo on it. Yeah, no, she got an actual deal. I'm certain yeah. of that. I am uh, already, And that brings us back to our one bonus prediction, and there are no there are no real parameters on this. It can be a match result, it can be a main event, it can be a jump, it can be a closure, it can be an opening, it can be an anything. Um, uh, so, uh, what do you think, Joe, for this one? Um, a couple. I'm trying to. F- I, I'm gonna say. Actually, I don't know if that's a good guess. I'm gonna say AEW runs a show outside of the UK or North America, so outside Excellent. of UK, US, Canada. Excellent. Runs a show outside of US, CN, or UK. Uh, that is very interesting. Paul, go ahead. Um, let me think. 
I'm sorry, I'm not more prepared for this, but I always forget that we have. This I never, I never am as well. I literally just wrote mine as I was asking Joe the question. Yeah, yeah. Um, mine's highly specific, but if it, if it comes out to be true, I'll be, I'll be very smug about it. Yeah. Um, my, my other one, by the way, was Stephanie McMahon appearing on WWE television. Oh yeah, um, yeah. And then I was like, well, I think they've moved beyond having the McMahons on the on TV. But anyway, I think that the Hardy Boys mm. will appear in TNA. TNA, <laughs> interesting. <laughs> yeah, TNA had their big relaunch pay per view last night. I, I couldn't believe that. I mean, not to derail this, because we didn't even talk about it in the news, rightly so, because who gives a shit? I can't believe the Hardys are, like, whinging about their position. <laughs> I mean, w- when one of them's only just back in the door after his latest, I like, know, array, say, yeah, it's, after I mean, it's just of- like... Oh, man. And they're shy. And they're shy. That's the thing. That is the thing. It's like, do you think? Do you think you're on? You're performing on the level. Like you're 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 blowing the doors off on Rampage so well that you should be allowed back onto Dynamite as a feature. Like fuck off. It's not like I'm not saying every every team on Dynamite is the greatest thing in the world. But well, relative to them, yeah. I mean, yeah. I, I wouldn't. I can't think of one team regularly featured on Dynamite or Collision who I'd swap out. Even the ones I don't really like. You know. Anyway. The, what are they? The RC eating Iron Savages. I probably I don't, know Hardys. I, I don't know if I swap them for the <laughs> Hardys. I put them on a par with the Hardys, probably not. Maybe not ahead, but yeah. yeah. Um, anyway, my prediction here uh, uh, for this. This is a bit of a shot in the dark, but I'm, I'm going to go for it. WWE launches an AI-related app or product <laughs> this calendar yeah. year. Some kind of. Uh, you can you can talk to Roman Reigns. He'll he'll. Uh, uh, hello, WWE app. Um, where is my nearest McDonald's? The Tribal Chief says your nearest McDonald's is two kilometers uh, down the road. Would you like to place an order? Acknowledge <laughs> me. Uh, to, yeah, to to wake your AI assistant, you say uh, I'm acknowledging the Tribal Chief. Yes, hello. Um, you know, I think they will. You know, because all these, I mean, so many com- there are so many companies are just churning out shite where they're just using like mm. the open AI. Like yeah, um, yeah, yeah. what's it called the the um, API and just slapping their brand on it. Yeah, uh, CES yeah. was this week, and a bunch of companies are launching little, little gadgets where it's like it's I've built a little gadget and it's using OpenAI. So oh so oh you're not making an AI, you know you're just using the all the pilfered shite that they're uh, using, and you've wrapped a little electronic around it. I think AD, uh, and also WWE. I don't know if people have noticed this. Do you ever go on your phone's app store? Apple or, or Android, they churn shite out on phones left, right, and center. Match three games, mm. collectible card games, uh, like they 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 churn multiple apps and games out a year. Uh, so I would I I think they will they will they will knock out. And they also got in on crypto for this for the two weeks that, that was uh, a thing. Well, all, the all- only the only thing I would say is that WWE are are typically so far behind the time that this would like launch in twenty. 20- 27. I would say not when everybody not, has already had theirs for years. I would say not 2024 WWE. I would say that their corporate hires, like, like I said, like they got in in that sweet spot where every corporation was doing a, uh, NFTs and they, NFTs and they yeah. sold their Hell in a Cell Mankind moment for obviously that shit resold terribly. I think the John Cena one was a bomb, like a terrible, terrible bomb. But the first one, those Hell in a Cell, they sold those. They sold those Undertaker ones. So I think, you know, the Nick Khan era of WWE absolutely are in on all of this shite before it goes. But uh, there you go. I think that's a healthy slate of uh, of predictions there, and I will 
exit out of that document, not to be reviewed until the second week of January 2025, which is such a silly... That year is not real. There's no such thing as 2025. <laughs> That's the year when I mean, the Terminator happens. It, 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 yeah, I was going to say, it's cliche now, but we are now in the time where all those 80s and 90s action movies yeah. say, it's the future, the year 2014. Yeah. Now we all are robots. And I was thinking that when I was playing Cyberpunk, I was like, like... 77 like that's only 50 years ago lads like we all of us playing this game will probably live to see that and we'll go what were those guys thinking oh floating cars no actually we're all half dead and it's nuclear war fallout was more accurate um but yeah anyway uh so that is signed and sealed never to be looked at again for another year uh so yeah uh thanks very much gents for participating and i believe we have another quiz here we do um I very much enjoyed your quiz last week. Oh yeah, Barry. So I've I've aped it and created I mean, a follow up. Excellent, excellent. Uh, I don't I don't remember what you called yours, but mine is called. Uh, well, let me ask you something, meme Jean. <laughs> so I had let me ask you something, meme Jean, on my little idea notepad, <laughs> and I eventually went with acknowledge meme. But uh, meme Jean okay, is, okay, is, okay. is good as well. So yeah, I, I'm I'm very excited uh, for this. So it's it's again there's no special format it's just uh 10 questions based on popular wrestling memes. And hmm. uh, now because the difficulty of the questions might not be entirely consistent I have my passport that I'm going to flip. Mm-hmm. Okay. And you can either have the uh the little harp side or the bit that well, a sticker on it, right? Uh Barry as the creator of the quiz I'll let you call it in the air. All right, Do you excellent. want harp or sticker? Let's go harp. It is harp, Barry. Hell so yes. if you, you want to go first or I'll go first. Barry's up first. Okay. Barry, question one. Uh, along with a former moniker of himself, can you name one of the other names that Taz called Jeff Hardy before his match with Austin Aries at a 2013 TNA one night only event? Oh, God. Um... So you get two points for a correct answer, and if you can't get it, we'll pass it over to Joe for one. I, I don't know, so I'm just going to take a Taz-informed guess, and I'm going to say Enigmatic Jones. I can't. It's not Enigmatic Jones, Barry. Joe, do you have one? Uh, I have no idea. I'll say Whisper the Wisp. <laughs> no. So, uh, no points there. Along with former moniker of himself, Taz called him a ne'er-do-well, a street-dweller, and I would have also accepted so much not himself. He's not even himself anymore. <laughs> I remember ne'er do well. I because mean, how often do you hear that on television these days? <laughs> but yeah, yeah. Okay, Joe, mm-hmm. over to you. Mm-hmm. Uh, before Vince McMahon tore his quadriceps at Royal Rumble 2005, uh, which current AEW wrestler had been the 28th man eliminated in that Rumble, leaving Batista and John Cena? Uh, current AW wrestler Goldust slash Dustin Rhodes. It's not Goldust, Barry, for a point. Uh, no more BS, Paul White. It's not, it was <sighs> Adam Edge Copeland. Oh, no. So you're always safe with Cena and Big Show. Damn, yeah, sorry. Question three, Barry, what was the name of the woman who had accused AJ Styles of an affair in TNA in 2012? Claire Lynch. Correct. How could I forget that one? Two points. Very good. 
Uh, Joe, mid 2000s SmackDown workout aficionado Simon Dean's <laughs> name was a reference to which WCW wrestler? To which WC WCW wrestler? Is it um, Dean Malenko? It is Dean, Dean Malenko. Dean for, yeah, Dean Simon being his real name, of course. Two points for you, brother of all two Simon, all. of course. Yep. Um. Okay, Barry, question five. Uh, over to WWE in 2006. Oh, okay. Uh, what ultimately happened on infamous wrestling date May 19th, and which current WWE wrestler was involved? Uh, this is a bit of a stab in the dark. I don't know if this was actually May 19th. It was, it did, is this when they had um, uh, uh, good brother Luke Gallows' fake Kane come out and confront Kane? <laughs> oh, That's correct. Yeah. Yeah, Which, Kane was confronted by Imposter Kane, played by Luke For Jones. all their production values, like Pound Shop Kane outfit they had him come out in. Uh, yeah, terrible. Halloween costume. Yeah, it looked terrible. Yeah. Do you remember, also, this isn't for a point or anything, but do you guys remember what May 19th actually referred to? It was the See No Evil premiere, so, was it not? Well, but in, in kayfabe. Uh, when he burnt down the fucking... It was the, uh, the date of the fire that yeah, um, killed the kids around me. <laughs> yeah, it's all great stuff, this. Uh, it's all a lot of stuff. Lore, the lore of Kane. perhaps the ultimate lore wrestler, almost certainly. <laughs> okay, Joe, over to you. What was the nonsensical full name of the pay-per-view where Seth Rollins and Rey Mysterio had their eye-for-an-eye eye match, in which Rey Mysterio's eye literally popped out? Oh, God, what was that? What was the name of the pay-per-view? The full name of the pay-per-view. It had some silly long name. Um, yeah. Uh, I, yeah, I don't, I don't remember. Something like... If you're close to it, I'll give it to you. I don't think I'm going to get... If you're in the ballpark. I don't think I'm going to get... Nah, I'll have to pass. I can't remember. Okay. Barry, for a point. I I, I vaguely know it. I think you, yeah, I might get close enough that you'll give me the point. Was it like the horror show at Extreme Rules or something along those lines. Exactly correct. Yeah, exactly. Because like this is like early COVID where they're like, we have to come up with something that's that's not wrestling in this empty room. So it was like every match was a was a fucking cartoon nonsense eye gouging weird match. Like you know they, that was the swamp match with Braun Strowman as well, I think. Yeah, God. Mm -hmm. Oh God. Okay. Uh Barry, back to you. Uh, how was Luchasaurus, known as Verbora at the time, written off Lucha Underground? Um, I don't know how specific you're going to ask me to get here. He was killed. I need I need you to be more specific. Okay, I, I don't know this one. I'm going to just pull from one of the Lucha Underground deaths, and I don't know if this was his. Did Brian Cage punch through his head with the fancy claw? It's not correct, I'm okay. afraid. Joe, for a point. Was he killed by Matanza, the brother of... Uh... He was, I'm afraid. Uh, what I was looking for was that Johnny Mundo and Taya Valkyrie decapitated him. Uh, I didn't even uh, know about that. God, they had so many deaths on that show. I need to go more. <laughs> I can't remember who. I can't remember because I wasn't even watching them, but I remember just seeing the gif of like they gave Brian Cage. I think he ended up using it for his head, gauntlet, the gauntlet yeah. and he punched through someone's head. <laughs> oh, Lucha Underground. Yeah. Uh, right. <laughs> Back to Joe. Um, Joe, what was the finish of the apple pie Indian strap match between Ric Flair and Hulk Hogan at Uncensored 2000? Oh, yeah. 
<laughs> oh, um, was it a DQ? Or do you want it more specific? Something. Um, well, it, it, it wasn't was a DQ, DQ anyway. Okay. No. But I'll, I'll give you a guess if you want to have a guess at. Because it's a strap match, there wouldn't be a DQ in it. Well, that was what my guess. No, that, was, that's why I, I, guess. Guess. I would have okay. guessed DQ as well because it's WCW 2000. Yeah. Well, do, do you want to have a guess, Barry, for a point? Um, was it? Um, uh, yeah, and this is like a, this is re, this is early, early Botchamania stuff. I'm really trying to rack my brains to, yeah, for like yeah, a pie, brother. Was it like they were doing they were doing the four corner tapping and then it ended on a pinfall or something like that? I can't remember. It's very close, but I, I, I won't give it to you. It's um, Hogan touched three of the corners, hit the leg drop on Flair, pinned him, and then touched <laughs> the <fourth>. Oh, yeah! <laughs> yeah, I, was, yeah I, could, I knew it was something like that. Yeah, something stupid. Also, the strap was so long that there was no need to drag the opponent around the ring. They were simply able to walk around <laughs> to the corners. Yeah. Great. Up to the back, <laughs> get a glass of water. Yeah, yeah. Just fucking... Okay, uh... Barry, last question for you. Can you name me a match from ECW December to Dismember 2006 apart from the Elimination Chamber and the Hardys versus Eminem tag team match? Hardys is going to be the one. That was the one I could think of. Um, oh, God. I mean, the short answer to this question is going to be no. Um, but <laughs> I'll take a stab and just say... The Sandman versus Matt Striker. I, I know that's not right, but oh, it's not right. But I, I think you're very close. Because uh, it was a Joe bunch of like they, they only announced those. Actually, they didn't even announce the six men, did they? They only announced oh. the chamber, and then all the rest of it was just TV quality. Just two lads going out and just doing whatever. Like if I recall correctly, uh, Joe, can you name me one of the matches? For I'm, a point? I'm straining my brain cells to remember. Cause I've seen that show. Um, yeah. I don't know. Elijah Berg versus the zombie. Oh, it's no, I can't. I can't oh, yeah. do. Uh, the answers were uh, Stevie Richards and Rene Dupree was the dark match. Oh, Lord. Uh, Balls Mahoney defeated Matt Striker. I think Sandman. No, was, I, I was, it was either, I was thinking of saying Sandman or Balls, and it was a guess. Anyway, I didn't know, but like they were, yeah. Uh, Elijah Burke and Sylvester Turkai defeated the FBI. Sure, that was a, a <laughs> just, That was great. <laughs> <laughs> Um, and, and one for all the ECW heads here. One for the you know the long term fans. Davari defeated Tommy Dreamer. Oh god! Oh, god. Sorry, did that, that main event to TNA last night, didn't it? That, that, that. <laughs> and then finally, Kevin Thorne and Ariel defeated Mike Knox and Kelly Kelly. Yeah. Oh, what a show! Good yeah, god. I mean, well deserved reputation. Well deserved. And like oh, yeah, the one last... good match, the Hardys match was like like twenty eight minutes long. Like it was so long. Oh, yeah. it was it was good, but it's very. You complain yeah. about a pay per view these days? Just I'm sorry. I know. Yeah, it's so funny, isn't it? it it's just it like used to be a lot worse. Back in the, the okay, last question, Joe. Day is going here, we go. here we go. Joe, what was the name of Randy Savage's 2003 hip hop album? Oh, be a man. Be a man yes. is correct. Ooh, I always yeah. forget that was, oh, that was so late in the <laughs> his big old age really. to be doing that. <laughs> it wasn't okay, long before John Cena doing his rap album. <laughs> and actually, it was. Yeah, it's about a year and a yeah, half in the difference. What, an, what, what episode of Wild and Out that would have been? <laughs> okay, it's very close, but the final score is Barry 5, Joe 
four. Ooh. So Barry just edges it. I do have a tiebreaker question, Go on. which I'm now deciding is worth two points. <laughs> That's bullshit. Um, <laughs> well, it's it's, it's going to be very difficult. So, um, Power Slam magazine in December 2001 received a vote to their year-end awards nominating which tag team for worst tag team of this or any other decade sorry what year 2001, 2001. end of 2001 so th- when you say th- start of 2000 they received a singular vote for this team is it well it was it was yeah yeah it was, i don't i don't remember if it was a letter or if the editor mentioned it as part of okay. the chronic um, it was but it's not chronic. Because um, they were good. They were great. Actually. Yeah, that's why. Yeah, I, I gotta I, I, on that theme. I'm gonna say Undertaker and Kane. No, it was Scotty Too Hotty and the Hip Hop Hippo Albert. Outrageous! Outrageous! <laughs> Tell that person your 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 power slam subscription is cancelled. You'll be getting none in the mail. Right? That's uh, that's outrageous. That is. Let me tell you. Come on, that's not even the worst Albert tag team. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. I mean, that was great. I know. Um, anyway, the winner is Barry. Uh, and lastly, before we move on with the show, I do want to give a little week two update on the uh, fantasy. Mm. Excellent. Fantasy league. Let me tell you, boys, I am getting an absolute beating in this. <laughs> oh. um, uh, none of my wrestlers wrestled on Collision or Battle of the Belts. Oh, no. Uh, whereas Joe only had five people wrestling that night. It was a Battle of the Barry Belts only, this week? Wow. Yes. Barry only had the three, so... Uh, the standings currently are Paul in twenty, uh, sorry, in third place on twenty points, Barry in second on thirty, and Joe out in the lead on thirty-eight. Okay, okay. Uh, so I'm I'm falling behind, but I I haven't been helped by the fact that Moxley and Danielson are off and still in Japan. Uh, right, enough. Moxley are banned from Japan. No, no, those, <laughs> listen, those, those picks will pay off. It's it's early in the year. Long term, long term. We've got a whole year. Moxley, yeah. please, well, Moxley please do the G1 and do the New Japan Cup. <laughs> do World Tag League. Go back to WWE. Yeah. <laughs> Make him watch. So, so no, none of my top four drafts have wrestled yet. Oh, dear, okay. Paul. This is that's uh, that's that's you're Mox the Eddie Kingston storm. You're the Eddie Kingston of this tournament. You're gonna make it late. <laughs> yeah, you'll be you'll yeah, be the triple, cr- triple crown winner. You'll win this. You'll win fantasy football, and, and you'll <laughs> beat Elden Ring. Well, I'll, I'll I'll give you a, a little update on individuals. There, there's a joint top two, and they're both on Joe's team. Ten points each. Orange Cassidy and Adam Copeland. Who saw that coming? Uh, and then on eight points each, we have Hangman Page, also on Joe's team, uh, Hikaru Shida, who's on my team, and Swerve Strickland and Eddie Kingston, both Barrys. So those are the top f- uh, six scores okay. in the game so far. The highest scoring non drafted wrestler so far, Dustin Rhodes on six. Mm. Yeah, although I, I wouldn't say any of us regret not taking him because I feel like that's kind of anomalies and stuff. Like he'll mm. he'll fade away as he as he does. He they, they, he comes out every now and then just to remind people he's there. But you know, I I don't imagine he'll still be a, a hot prospect in June. But uh, yeah, thank you very much, Paul, for the updates. And here's here's a little bonus trivia for you. Do you know how many individual wrestlers have wrestled on AWTV these first two weeks? Um, uh, twenty eight. Uh, seventy. It's eighty-six. Ooh! Wow! Yeah. Across across seven shows. That's ridiculous. 
86 individual. I don't know why I went so low when there was two fucking 16 person fucking tag matches this week alone. That was very smart for me, but anyway. Um, uh, thank you very much, Paul, for the update. On that note, we will seg you over to um, to television. So I, I didn't see a message from Paul this week, but I just myself looked at the collision results and I was like, oh, right, okay, grand. Um, no, thank you. Uh, you know, they're putting stars on it, but like to have rampage matches and to have uh, dark elevation it was very rampagey again Um, for sure you know uh, again and then similar to your fantasy draft they're probably maybe feeling the pinch from not having everyone back yet but uh, I don't know Uh, anyway Dynamite was, was, was pretty good this week um, it was in Daly's place, which I thought looked great. They dressed it up um, mm. quite well from the last time they were there. Do you guys like the the vibes of the show? Yeah, it's strange being back in a, in the smaller venue. It's been so long, um, but it looked pretty good. It looked pretty good. I always like when they're in Daly's place. I, I like any arena in the world that doesn't look like generic. Everything else, all the rest of them. So any, anything that has a little bit of a different visual was, feel to it. It was weird because I, I, I don't know if they did the, ever had this before, but they had the hard cam kind of on the other they've, side. They've done that before. They've done that before because yeah. I feel like it was the other. Yeah. It, it was the facing. Yeah, the it used to be behind the during the pandemic. Yeah, yeah. yeah. I didn't like that. So no, much. I preferred. I like it. I know it's a bit of a shit backdrop when they have the, the hard cam facing the big like block at the back. Daily's Place sign. Daily's Daily's line, yeah. yeah, that's me. That's classic Daily's Place. That's, come on. But, um, and I think yeah, it's, it, it's, it's really turning like a potential negative into a positive as well because like I could imagine, especially early in the pandemic, I could imagine thinking to myself, if I never watch another show in this fucking venue, no offense to it, but obviously but during COVID when it was all in one yeah. place and the WWE stuff was all in one place and every promotion was just doing, and I was like, you'd never want to look at it again, but First of all, they handle the pandemic the best of any most wrestling companies in terms of like mm. having the wrestlers do the crowd noise, and they they made a go of it. And I think because they last time they came back to Daily Place, they, I I like that they make it a themed show where they call it their homecoming, and it's like there's video packages and there's there's matches that homage the past, and they make it a big kind of. TNA coming to the impact zone in a complimentary way. Do you know what right. I mean? Kind of, yeah. we're going to yeah. celebrate and and appreciate. Not not fully old school raw cameos and irrelevant kind of non canon stuff. A nice balance where it's like we're home and and it, the fans love it. The fans were great. It was a great crowd uh, uh, mm. for this show. And and you know you had your nice you had your Brody homages, which were of course lovely. Because uh, he only ever wrestled in Daily's place, uh, unfortunately, um, uh, and you had the the eight mans, with, which were full of uh, 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 you know Brody acknowledgments, which was really great. Uh, we did kick off with uh, a banger ranger of a of a singles match: Claudio Castagnoli versus Hangman Adam Page, mustachioed Adam Page, and uh, oh, baby. oh baby, and they had the exact you know pay per view quality, I would say, match that, that you would expect out of these two those two boils. Yeah. Yeah, I think Hangman's mustache has given him extra power. It's got extra bit of extra juice. He's like yeah. he's like Samson. Yeah. <laughs> um, but yeah, I mean Hangman. This this kind of brought back memories of of Hangman Brian Cage. I mean, I don't know whether there's something mm. else about Daly's place that that gives Hangman the, the little boost, but. I'm enjoying this run of Hangman. He comes off a little bit more serious to me. He's not quite the what do they what do they call him the uh, like the emotional cowboy or the the self conscious yeah. cowboy or whatever people say yeah he's he's got a bit more of an edge to him a bit more serious this is a hangman that I could buy 
in the at the top of the card a little bit more even than when he was the chance this is stone cold adam page not uh anxious millennial yeah. cowboy hang on hangman page precisely i like it yeah this is, this is him a bit more ass kicking and a bit less a bit yeah. less self-referential tongue-in-cheek we don't yeah. want that we don't need that we want an ass kicker we need a cowboy yeah that that, that was a exactly. frustrating thing about whenever he would revert to that character and and like anytime the elite would go back to doing oh are we really friends i'm like okay regardless of whether or not you think it's good or bad we've we've done it we've yeah. we've done it now we have done four years of it because i remember like like yeah. him like overcoming all of that to win the title should have been the end of of that character and it was it was frustrating for them to go back to it but yeah now it's kind of like I'm, 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 I've wallowed for too long and people have taken advantage of that and I'm going to start fucking people up now because I keep getting fucked up and I, I think we're I think we're, we're off to the races to stick with the horse analogy. Yeah, it, it, might, it might be a little bit of a, you know, Malibu Stacy with the new hat but even just something as small as a slight change yeah. to the look helps a ton. Absolutely, yeah. Mm. Uh, we had our two eight-man, ta- uh, eight-person tags uh, uh, in honor of uh, the late great Mr. Brody Lee. We had uh, uh, Orange Cassidy, Copeland, Rhodes, and Preston Vance against Lance Archer, uh, Brian Cage, Khan, and Leona. It was good fun. Bit of a bit, mostly a hoss battle uh, uh, with yeah. a couple of little lads in there along the way. Um, yeah. If I was to nitpick, go on, which I do like to do, I would have had a very brief explanation and not just the commentators hand waving stuff away with a, a nonsensical line i would have had a little uh preston vance one negative one yeah. yeah come back together look i was in a bad place in my life i'm sorry you're forgiven da, da, da. instead of he's just in the match even yeah. though last time we saw him involved in this he was like taking the mask off and throwing and it down yeah and absolutely like, Fuck you. yeah absolutely i would have appreciated a, a little something in that in that vein um the uh the the women's equivalent then was uh, anna jay chris statlander thunder rosa and willow against julia sky blue ruby soho and Soraya, which i also thought was good um yeah. i, I like both lot. of the dark order people got the win for their team yes Preston was, got the win and then you know again a nice little touch they didn't they didn't didn't belabor that those points too much, but I thought it was a nice touch to do it. I do also like I like the little um, Statlander uh, Stokely thing they're doing. I think it's I think it's cute. Um, but yeah, good stuff, good match uh, on both counts. There, uh, we yeah. had Samoa Joe coming out. Now I liked this segment, but I am slightly confused about the point of it. Samoa Joe comes out and he talks about how he's changing the way things are going to work around here. <laughs> And he talks about people making shitty little tweets, talking about title shots and X Y Z. And he says he's going to change things. And was he? He was saying like you can just you can just come and ask for a title shot, and then subsequently a bunch of people came out. I'm like, but is that not the way it has been? Like it's not like like the rankings have been gone for a while, pal. It's been a lot of people just coming out and asking for shots. You also said um, you, you said you got to bring your credentials and go to the championship committee, which yeah. I was like okay good so we're moving kind of back to ranking like yeah, yeah. not official rankings but some kind of semi-official rank or you know some kind of rankings but then it was sort of a free-for-all <laughs> and it was, then, but then and it was people coming out and just saying shot. what yeah Book? yeah it's good. So, like so they did they so hangman came out swerve came out and then they threw up the hook signal um, uh, which I also have a nitpick about. Why? If you, 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 this was great. The hook signal. I love the hook signal. But play the hook signal uh, before you play his music. 
Well, no, because it's not actually a hook single. It's just like part of his entrance. It's not like no, someone actually. I, it's not I, like Commissioner would... Gordon going there. We need hook. No, no, no. But it should. It should be. You know, lights go out. Hook single comes up. Crowd respond. Music plays. That's the way I. Would and he should just have the Batman animated series entrance song instead of um, the Action Bronson song. Um, it's not a bad idea. But yeah. Uh, so yeah, <laughs> like, they're doing Hook versus uh, or they yeah this coming week, isn't it? I also had a problem with this segment that the. Highman Page, Swerve, and then Joe stare downs with a perfect end to the segment. And then who yeah. comes out? It's like, same old problem with AEW. Oh, and there's one more thing. Let's just add another thing onto this. No, you could have just done that later. You could have done a backstage. You could have done a separate yeah. backstage. With Hook yeah. Channing. Oh, yeah, yeah, well, I'm bringing my credentials tomorrow, Joe. Well, Hook doesn't I, talk, uh, but you get the idea. Yeah. yeah. I, I think the Hook Joe match is going to be fascinating because it's like. They've done a good job with Hook and presenting him a certain way, right? Mm. The Action Bronson tag match being a great example. Small doses, you know, protecting here, there. This has to be a match. This has to be a match, and, a re- and it has to be a good match. And and because he's not, at the end of the day, he's not a couple of weeks out of wrestling school anymore. You know, he's he's been a champion for a while. He's been undefeated for a while. He's had matches on pre-shows and pay-per-views and television. It's like, and you're in there with a fucking great wrestler. Um, so I, this is a, this is a test, I think. And I, I, I'm confident he's going to do well, but I, I hope he does well. Um, well, here's a crazy idea. He wins. They put the belt on. <laughs> you, that's not actually your idea, is it? I'm not suggesting they do it, but you have Samoa Joe now who, who kind of won the title unexpectedly. And AW is known as a company that has the, you know, people hold the belts for a, a significant time. amount of time. Hook is coming in as, you know, everyone assumes he's going to lose because he's not up the card and he's, you know, and, and, and they've set up seemingly this hangman swerve thing. Um, is it is it not impossible or is it impossible that they would not do some some hot shotting, which they're, they're, is atypical for them, but Hook wins it suddenly and it's the biggest surprise and it's it's the talk of the town and then maybe Smojo can win it back or something. I, I or, don't think so. I mean, I would love that. I would love Hook. As world champion, but I, I'm, I'm, I'm just saying, wouldn't, wouldn't that be wouldn't that be notable? Yeah, well, I would. For it to happen? Notable, yes, but yeah, I, I think but it it's and like, but I, and also, like I said, this is his first actual test to have a proper match. Do you know what I mean? Yeah, I, I don't think that's the match because because <laughs> AW also has this thing of the world champion is in good matches. Like Hangman had loads of good matches as champion, and yet his his reign is still thought of as a little bit of a disappointment, and it didn't deliver because the standard is very high. I, I, I you know. Yeah, it's an interesting idea, but I don't think so. And I will say the other the, the problem I had with Hook coming out at the end of that segment was, yeah, the, the other two guys who came out and challenged Joe are like real deal superstars to the audience and who you know are like, oh, these are the these are the feuds of this year. It's going to be Hangman and Swerve reigniting there and one or both of those guys mixing it up with Joe. That's going to be the stuff this year. And then, yeah, it's, well, and then yeah, it felt like, and Hook is wrestling him next week. You know, um, that, that's... I know, but that, that's why I feel almost like I'm being lured into a false sense of security, you know? You never know. Anything can happen in, in wrestling. Uh, we had uh, Ricky Starks versus Sammy Guevara. It was like, whatever. It was an all right little uh, singles match. Um, they they were they teasing a handshake at the end of this before the brawl. 
Um, Big Bill got involved like after the match. Sammy won, obviously, because they were challenging a battle of the belts. Uh, um, him and Jericho were challenging Big Bill and Ricky Starks. A brawl broke out. Jericho made the save. And for no reason at all, Jericho's doing the new Jack thing now of my music plays the whole time while I'm out there. Nothing no, nothing to read into there. It's just This is just what I'm doing. Just, just, just that. It was an impromptu anarchy in the arena. Match, yeah, yeah. The funny thing is, they so obviously, like with Jericho's reception at the pay per view, they're obviously like panicking and trying to conceal that. But it's like, I don't think Daly's place would have, you know, because you could, you could, you could see, even though his music was like, you could see they were, they were into Jericho, but like, you, you can see they are rattled. They are rattled about the Jericho stuff. Um, They're hoping it kind of goes away. Yeah. So I didn't see the, the Battle of the Bells. I assume Starks retained and, and did they do. It was a good match. It was a good match as well. Did they do any kind of. Um, Right off, or or is it just no? Oh, no, the opposite. Sammy Sammy took the Shane McMahon bump. I saw off that. The yes, stage and was pinned. And that was that was that was finish. that. Okay, that looked. Yeah. I mean, this is the tale as old as AW itself. A super impressive bump. I wouldn't take it in a million years. The big obvious crash pad. I mean, it's just no. It's, I, I I gotta say, I thought this was done a hundred times better than than the Jericho blood and guts. I will say you may be right. I, I will say I didn't watch the television. I watched a a clip they posted on the internet of okay. an alternate on angle. TV. It, it, it looked good. I will say they posted the a weird better. angle where it didn't look great. But if they look better on TV, that's all that matters. That's all that matters. If they look better on TV, because they've 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 made that mistake in the past. So if they're getting better, that's great. That's fine. Um, yes. So yeah, that was that. Uh, and then we had the eight woman tag. Uh, they set up Yuta versus Kingston for that was Rampage, I believe. Um, Correct. They, uh, uh, Roderick Strong uh, versus uh, Brian Keith was, uh, you know, there was nothing. It was to set up the, the promo. Listen, they're still doing the Roderick Strong is a geek who shouts. Yeah. Shit. Mm. This, this angle is still the, like we said last week about how they're trying to save it and they're trying to move it in a different direction and redeem it. But it's still that thing where, like, I feel like the performers are being handcuffed by the gimmick to the degree that I'm like, in a vacuum, you tell me, Brian Keith, Roderick Strong? Yeah, hell yeah, okay, I like Brian Keith. Roderick Strong is a tremendous, all-time great worker, in my opinion. Brian Keith is really good. But it's just to set up Adam Cole sitting in the ring and talking about... Uh, but and I I have loved uh, in kind of listening to various podcasts and stuff. I've loved the debating about is is Wardlow doing a character where he's not fucked with any of this, or is he just ready to go home? It's, it's anyone's guess because he's. I think they're doing it on purpose. I think it's just kind of like he. I, I think it's like. He hates MJF, but he has no real time for any of these geeks. So he's there mm. in his trackies with his hair, his bed hair. Fiddling with his dick during the promo. Yeah, yeah, like just yeah. fidgeting. Yeah. <laughs> but then, you know, Paul very astutely noticed the, the poofy hair from the, the masks. And everyone at the time said, oh, Wardlow's given up. He can't even be bothered to do his hair when he comes out. But I, I, I think you're right. I think... I think the in, point is, yeah. I think wrestling fans can overlook actual detail in wrestling yeah. because we're not used to it a lot of the time. In a normal TV show, it would be like standard, but in wrestling, yeah, subtlety often is confused with. Is it a shoot? Yeah, I think it, it is very funny because he's very good at it. He's very good at looking mm. like, oh, "What am I doing? Uh, these fucking these idiots out here with this guy screaming at him and this guy with in his, with his foot in a boot." Uh, yeah, I think yeah. I think he's just I think he's actually just doing a very convincing uh, uh, character because because and it works because well he has like, and I mean this in a good way because I think they are doing it. He has like no chemistry with the rest of them because they all have history because the kingdom and Adam that's a thing going back seven or eight years at this stage in ROH and he's just. 
a guy who didn't like MJF. So I, I wonder whether I, I think they'll probably do something with that sooner rather than later. But it is very funny to watch it and go, he looks like he'd rather be anywhere else mm. than on this television show. Um, I don't think it helps that Adam Cole is still injured. Yes. Insofar as them being on all over the show and feeling like the, mm. the kind of AW's Black Cloud, they've already just kind of regressed to a faction who aren't feuding with anyone specifically. Uh, they're going, you know, at the end of um, Battle of the Bells, mm. they get to that uh, Roderick and Orange Cassidy, but like they need a feud. If MJF's not around, they need a substitute because, yeah, like you know. say, otherwise it's aimless. Like, who's the? It's it's it's, it's dead on arrival. Who's the big like, bad or the big good in this case? Yeah. They need someone. And um, and yeah, and I was hoping that you know this would bring an end to the like goofy comedy characters. Mm. But, for some reason, they're still doing it. Yeah, uh, which I which I think kills the whole devil gimmick. Yeah, you know they're they're are they a serious band of mercenaries or are they comedy fools? And yeah, and to and to the other point, it's like what 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 is this in service of? Is the is the question I'm I'm mm. now wondering. But yeah, uh, we then got our main event, which was round two of of Darby Allen being nearly killed, killed. Um, by Takeshita and Associates. Uh, so we got yeah. Sting and Darby against Takeshita and Hobbs. I, I, I would love to see more of Takeshita and Hobbs as a beefy fucking tag team. Fucking yeah, they, they were yeah. great. That spot with Darby. Obviously, that's Darby. He's stupid enough to take that. Um, but uh, this, is re- this is a really fun match. Again, they did... <laughs> I love that, like, they, you know, Sting in all these matches, like, you know, the, the crazy spots he's doing, like, they're kind of, like, they're sneakily sensible, like, you realize mm-hmm. he's actually... But he, 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 there's also a little bit of edge to them, because he missed one of those tables on the finish. I was like, Why oh, is he my jumping God. backwards into <laughs> yeah, the table? Yeah, like, 60-something. Your guy, you missed one of the tables. I was like, thank God he's retiring, because oh he's God. just going crazy. He's going to be in tournament to death next year if he doesn't retire. <laughs> Sold um, like sixteen thousand tickets or something for the the Coliseum in, in Greensboro for his final match, and like six weeks out, <laughs> having him jump backwards through tables at Daly's place. Oh, uh, because he's great. Don't do oh, that. D- no, <laughs> do couldn't it. he just done his little splash? He does. I just jump because I think he, because he wants to do this stuff. That's the thing. I think he wants to do it. I think he's just like I got to go out with a bang. But my oh, god, I mean that's god. his whole run. I mean. Oh, it's just been it's just been so it's fun. So good. Uh, I saw I, I mean I remember see, I see him in No go on. I can't see him in North Carolina with bringing the weed whacker out. <laughs> <It's gonna laughs> yeah. Of all the scary things, like I, I think that caused me to like jump out of my skin at full gear was when Satinum slammed him, and I was like, "Oh my god, this guy doesn't <laughs> seem to know his strength because Satinum's obviously huge and powerful, and he just dropped him." I was like, "Oh my god, Sting, what are you doing, buddy?" But um, yeah, they had a really fun wild brawl with uh, Sting doing the, <laughs> back, the death drop out of the off a stand through two tables. Also, what was the spray painting on those tables? All those weird eyeballs on it's those like tables. like Darby's face or something. Oh, yeah. it's Darby artwork. Well, that makes yeah. sense. Yeah, okay. And then um, the two guys from Miami Vice showed up on the original <laughs> run of Miami Vice. Uh, two, two guys who give you missions in GTA Vice City uh, came out to, uh, to set up the... Uh, the presumed uh, uh, revolution match. People got kind of annoyed at this. I mean, I completely understand young bucks fatigue. I'm, I'm with you. Like I, mm-hmm. but I, I, I don't think that's a bad last match. In terms of two people who are going to do this, they'll do this style of match. They're going to do the Sting craziness, right? They're going to do the fucking yeah, yeah. diving off. Two people to have that match with Sting and Darby. I think it's. I think it's. 
I think it's good. At the end of the day, there are not many of his peers who can have an actual proper, like... Yeah, I mean, they're not going to bring out a, an old WCW guy to have a match, are they? Who would it be? Lex Luger? Yeah. I, mean, I know, like, they... What, like, they, they they, Uji Nagata. He, I mean, they could, but yeah, I mean, they could. He did something. He did one of those matches on Muto's farewell tour, but Muto's not exactly. Muto's not exactly moving around like, um, like fucking. I don't know who's a super. Uh, he's not exactly moving around like Action Andretti these days either. You know. Um, uh, I, I think, I think this is, and, and when it comes to because obviously then the reporting when people were mad was that like he picked them, and I was like. Yeah, that makes sense. I mean, we we talked on this yeah. podcast about how this was presumably building to a singles match with Darby. Yeah. And as craziest thing is, like I said, you know, all the crazy stuff he does, it's kind of like, it's actually, it's not as crazy. You think he's diving onto groups of people, really mm. safe workers like Jeff Jarrett and stuff like that. I don't think he can have a crazy Darby one-on-one match on pay-per-view. Yeah. That, pe- that wouldn't disappoint people. Because if you say Sting and Darby, they're going to expect, oh, they're going to do the crazy, it's going to be the craziest mm. match ever. It's crazy old man Sting and crazy Darby. It's like, but he, He's not Darby's still half his size. Like he's not gonna just he's not gonna jump out of the rafters onto just Darby on his own. Like that's no. just not going to happen. So I think I think I think if, if he thought he could do a Darby match on pay-per-view, I think that would be the match. Yeah. I think he know he knows that that this is this is the right balance of a match I can do and also it'll be really good. Yeah. Uh and, and I'm sure they're good. I, I would expect like a non-shit version of the Triple H match at WrestleMania, I think they'll have some people coming out. I think there'll be some cameos. I think there'll be, I think there'll be, you know, faces from the past. I mean, look, they've got Flair involved, you know, uh, uh, much to a lot of people's chagrin, but he's there to do a spot on, in the pay-per-view without a shadow of a doubt. Yeah. I'm sure Iron will do something. Would, wouldn't shock me if, if Muto is there in a capacity to miss a, 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 a Jackson, you know. Um, I... Fake Sting. I think... What? Jeff, oh, Jeff fake sting! Oh, they should. They have to have <laughs> it a fake sting. Comes down from the rafters. Brah, fake sting! Oh, <laughs> the young, like the young bucks, like super kick the shit out of a sting, yeah. and they go to pin yeah. him, and they're like, "Wait, what? What? Who's this?" It's like Jeremy Allen White. It's like he loves <laughs> wrestling now, and he's just he's getting in any way he can. Um, oh, that'd be great. Yeah, I, 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 I won't act like I love that match announcement, but I, I think it's all right. I think it's a, a, a an acceptable last match for Sting, you know? I'm also excited to see the Young Bucks have, like, a proper feud. I feel like it's been a long time since they've had a main event feud. What was the last proper thing they did? Like, they were kind of thrown yeah. into the FTR match. At oh, Wayne yeah, that was rubbish. Yeah. And, and, and other than that, I couldn't really tell you anything they've done Elite in the last melodrama, years. hangman, hangman yeah. shite, you know? It's been... The only thing I ask is that they don't act like 40-year-old teenagers. Which is their gimmick? Yeah, I don't. I don't want whiny. I. I, do, I also don't want. Uh, we love you, saying It's going to be an honor to have your last night. I don't want that either. I want them to. I want them to like fuck him up before the match they, and they be like, looked, we're gonna, we're, like they were the heels. They were coming yeah, out as heels and wearing black you know, and white. You know, of course. Could we get Eric Bischoff? Maybe. Maybe, maybe they can do the. Um, going to get the fake. The fake baby face. Big sexy. Oh, they do the. Do the we love you thing, and then it, they they attack yeah. they like bloody him up on the go home show or something. Yeah. That'd be pretty cool. Yeah, you know, if 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 he didn't make it his entire business model to make fun of AW Bischoff cameo would have been cool, you know. Um, but that I think that ship has sailed. Horace um, Hogan. Uh, <laughs> yeah, it's a shame TV Hulk Ray. is banned. Hulk yeah. is banned, of course, famously from all AEW <laughs> you shows. And your children, your children's children, your children's children. For six months. <laughs> uh, yeah, so that was Dynamite. I thought it was a, a pretty fun show. Uh, I am perusing these collision results. Any so it was collision and the battle of the belts. Any any notes, uh, Paul? 
Like you sound like you watch them. Um, Battle of the Belts, no titles changed hands. You'll be surprised to hear. What? Um, Preston Vance did not win the international title. Was that the other um, match? Oh, that's <laughs> lame. <laughs> there was the tag match, there was that one, and Julia Hart beat Anna Jay. Okay. Uh, she didn't do the moonsaults because she's apparently forgotten how to do it. Okay, she beat her with. Submission. I'm looking at these collision. Like I, I saw some of the graphics for Collision, and I was like, oh, it's like you know, Willie Mac versus Dustin Rose again. Like I, I, I like both those guys. I, I'm not. I don't know if I'm going to watch. If I'm going to bother watching a show just to see it necessarily. Likewise, Hangman versus JD Drake was that anything resembling oh, a competitive good, match, or was it a squash? Or good, good God, yeah. um, that's gravy. What on earth was that? Collision, no, was, they should tape it after Dynamite. Just give up on Collision. Just tape it after Dynamite. Get rid of Rampage. Just, just try. Try to uh, make a good show. What is this? I'm I'm on what the AEW website, this? and it's kind of charming. I think I've talked about this before. The AEW website writes wrestling reviews, like old school wrestling reviews from back in the day, where they just list the moves. Like, they list everything. Tony Khan writes all of those personally. Tony Khan personally writes all of these. He used to write the matches for E-Fed, E-Fed matches. <laughs> and and so naturally each 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 thing is like 500 words per match and i was going to ask you paul if there was anything notable about the diana debut match and it's like two sentences on this right mm. so i assume it was like three minutes long um no it, it was okay it wasn't it wasn't um there was a very nice japanese arm drag i'm sure that's probably that's one of the things there. mentioned in here <laughs> um <laughs> So uh yeah, okay, so I guess but again I guess they weren't gonna burn like a big showcase match on, on collision, which is part of the problem. But I it's like but no, but there's there's a there's a balance between not burning a big showcase match oh, of course, and doing oh, of course. Yeah, yeah, yeah. six squash matches in a row. Like I'm being a bit like, facetious. Again, the main event was very good. House of Black versus FTR and Diana Garcia was top stuff. Mm. But nothing else on the show had any had any uh, substance to it, and this is the problem. And I, I think I said this last week: is none of the matches are given a proper context. Like Adam Copeland had his cope open against mm. um, Lee Moriarty. Is that what he called it? And that makes open. sense. The cope open, That's and funny. we know we know why that match happens because. Christian told Adam go back to, back to the end of the queue, and he said, "Right, I'm going to do that. I'm going to be. I'm going to work my way up. I'm going to get another touch." That's cool. So that match has. We understand why that's happening. Why is Willie Mack fighting Dustin Rhodes on this show? Yeah, who won that Dustin Rhodes? I do. Yeah, why is Hangman fighting JD Drake? Like, mm-hmm. and, point, and you know, there should be little things to go back to the old. Back when they were both dual A shows, like 1999, 2000, SmackDown and Raw, like yeah. maybe like a Young Bucks promo on Collision to come out and say, "Yeah, yeah, we're fucking, we're we're coming for Sting's last match," and and start that ball rolling. Like, and obviously you can fucking play a video package on Dynamite saying, "Oh, they came out on Collision. You missed you. Oh, you didn't see yeah. the second half of that story. Well, you better watch Collision next week because yeah. CM Punk's gone, Les. You can work on Saturdays. All right, you can fucking work on Saturdays, and and you can you can do your continuations of your stories." Like, um, you know, uh, now that there is no reason to separate the rosters, I mean, like, let's let's get some of your big stars, your dynamite headliners over to, to Collision to continue the story so that when you see a cliffhanger ending where the Young Bucks tease a match with Sting, that you go, oh, shit, I have to watch on Saturday because I want to see what the next thing is. Like, that's pretty basic. I think that's a pretty basic uh, 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 concept for the show. But alas, uh, it doesn't seem like... Um, there's much motivation there. We'll see. We'll see as the year. And again, as we as we talked about a couple of times, maybe when the roster is back at full capacity, because Danielson is kind of making Collision his thing. Uh, so maybe once once the uh, the roster is is 
refreshed with this uh, New Japan tour is over. I think this week, to be fair as well, they had Battle of the Belts, mm. which meant that you had Orange Cassidy and Big Bill and Starks and all those um, and Judy Hart were all on this extra show, which took away from them potentially being collision. But it is at the same time, two weeks in a row, the collision has just felt like a long rampage with a good main event, which is not good enough. So that's uh, the wrestling telly uh, for the week. I was going to come come on here and be a big show off. I had bookmarked mm. a, 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 a match not from American television that I was going to watch and then talk about it, and I forgot to watch it. So maybe next week I'll talk about it. I, was, I, I just I, one of those ones just scrolling and someone shared a link, and I was like, I'm going to watch this because it sounds great. It was like Mariah May versus Julia from Stardom. Mm. Uh, Julia obviously big in the headlines, seemingly on the cusp of a WWE jump. I was going to watch it and talk about it, and then I forgot. Uh, so maybe I'll do that next week. Um, we'll segue into our various other um, uh, uh, guffs here. Uh, movie guff. I've not watched any of my purchased films uh, uh, yet, so I'll leave it to you two boys. Who uh, who got around to seeing Poor Things? I saw Poor Things at the cinema. Uh, I am very <laughs> curious what you made of it. Yeah. yeah I want to see it as well. Um, so I didn't know anything about it. I had heard mm. the name. I didn't know anything about it. But then Emma Stone won the Golden Globe, being Barbie. And Michelle was like, I really want to see poor things. And I was like, whatever. Don't know what it is, love. <laughs> you, pick, <laughs> you pick the tickets and I'll come, all right? Whatever. Um, so we went to see it on Friday. <laughs> and, you know, it starts... Uh, I'm not going to get too much into... Do you guys know a lot about the, the what happens in the film? The extremely broad premise of it. I won't, I I won't get into too much spoilers because it is... I don't I want... You know, don't want to spoil that. Um, but it starts out in black and white and with some very peculiar kind of camera work. And I was going, the last two and a half hours of this. Oh, <laughs> Jesus. But within about five minutes, I was like, this is the best film I've seen in ages. This is amazing. Um, <laughs> and it's very, very funny. Um, that is the first thing I'd say. Hilarious for like, we were laughing, audience were laughing. Probably other than Blackberry, probably the funniest, you know, most laughs I've heard in the cinema. Um, all year um, very funny film Emma Stone tour de force um, mm. she plays what starts out as quite a simple character that develops over time um, she's great and there's a supporting cast that are all very funny and very good as well um, yeah again I don't want to get too much into the plot because I think just you know be surprised by it right I mean, yeah I'm trying not but to I, make things I like the performances I thought it was funny I thought it was it's shocking at times, funny and shocking. Mm. Um, but overall, big thumbs up from me uh, for poor things. And this I, is uh, only the this second. Pal- go on. Sorry, this is only the second. Oh, it's Yorgos uh, Lathimos. Yeah, movie. yeah. Um, I haven't seen the favorite, and I haven't seen the killing of sacred deer. Mm. I did see the lobster. You know, back in the day, didn't like that at yeah. all. Really, did not like the lobster. Um, but. He's won me around with this one. This is good. So I'm going to have to go back and watch the last, you know, few films. Yeah, because when I when I heard this film getting buzzed, that's what I was going to say. I was like, I was like, oh, well, well, I recognize that name, and I mm. and I went on his letterbox, and I was like, oh, it's a bunch of films that people tell me are good, but I look at them and I'm like, oh god, <laughs> I don't think I have the energy for the killing yeah. of the sacred deer or the lobster. But to be fair, I do trust. People say they're great, and I have seen the favorite, and the favorite is that you would love the favorite, Joe. I think okay. I think the favorite would be uh, you've got yeah, yeah. you've got yeah, Coleman, yeah. you've got Stone. Yeah, all right, yeah, that's yeah. all you need. They're they're playing off each other. It's fantastic. 
Um, um, yeah, so I, I'm, I'm going to go see poor things before it leaves the cinema, and I, I should probably work my way yeah, through his, his discography. I just got a notification as we were, as we were going on the air that they, uh, Sacred Deer is on Channel 4's On Demand. Oh, nice. yeah. Uh, yeah, so yeah. I, might, I might give that an out, an out peruse as well. Um, I like the first half of The Lobster. I think mm. it kind of goes off the boil fairly badly in the second half. Favourite's great. Uh, I haven't seen Killing the Sacred Deer or Dogtooth, but I uh, I do want to see Poor Things as well. I'm sure it'll be on the old Oscar list this year, mm-hmm. so I will get around to it. Favourite, I think, was... Uh, these films are quite odd, which is what I've heard about this one. Kind of absurdist. Favourite, not not saying this in a bad way because I loved it, uh, kind of conventional, a little bit more straightforward relative to what I know about his other films, um, <laughs> but very, very good. Yeah, so I think you'd enjoy that, Joe. Uh, see anything else this week? Uh, and then we also watched a film called Beyond the Lights, which stars Gugu Butter-Raw as a uh, kind of pop star. It's a bit of a, it's a bit like the bodyguard. So she's kind of this like pop star who's been pushed into it by her mother and her agent and the record and her um, agency and stuff like that. And then she tries to kill herself, and the her security guard saves her, and that leads to a romance. Um, it was all right. It's not. It wasn't bad. She was she was very good. The I, music was very good. Uh, Machine Gun Kelly is in it, playing a oh kind of a version of himself. <laughs> this oh was quite a while. This is from like 2015. I didn't realize it was it was quite an old film. Um, yeah, it was it was okay. My like least favorite part of Jackass Forever is when he's in it for one scene with the same energy <laughs> of like that one thing that Max Landis was in with Red Letter Media, no, and you're just like, no. "Oh God, you you think you're so class being part of this thing that I like? Well, you're not. No. Right? <laughs> you're ruining it. You're get ruining it. I'm fast forwarding the scene, Machine Gun Kitty. I don't care if you get hit in the face with that big hand. Um. Anyway, uh, Paul, what did you see this week? Uh, two movies. I well. One, one and a half. I watched um, Anatomy of a Fall. Oh, yes. I've heard very good things. Sure to me among the Oscar nominees later this month. Uh, half in English, half in French movie. Mm. Mm. Uh, mostly a courtroom drama about the mysterious death of a father of this little family who live out in the Alps in uh, in a little mountainous uh, area in a little chateau, mm. and uh, the 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 boy who's who's kind of not entirely blind but is is somewhat blind uh, comes back from uh, a walk with the dog to find that the the father is lying outside mm. uh, after taking some kind of fall uh, as mm. is the title of the name. Okay, and so so the bulk of the film is. The uh, the court case as it as the uh, the authorities try to figure out what happened on this fateful day, and it's a um, it's a it's a really clever, well structured drama, almost to the point where you know you as a viewer feel like you're you're taking on the role of one of the jurors as you're really paying attention to the details of what they're saying, even when there are scenes outside of the the courtroom, you're almost watching the way that the characters are talking, the things they're saying, the little looks they give to try and read into what are the motivations of these people? What is the real story of what happened here? Um, performances across the board are excellent, of course. It's um, it's a little bit long. Uh, it doesn't necessarily feel it, but it is two and a half. So if you're going to watch it, make sure you give ample time. Mm. And um, 
Yeah, I mean, some of the the, the document, or excuse me, some of the courtroom stuff is so in depth that it did almost feel like I was watching a documentary at points. Um, it's just re- like really, really long scenes where they discuss, you know, let's say for example that there had been a single argument between the mother and the father. They really go into detail about why this happened mm. and what was the background for it and blah, blah, blah. And, um, yeah, the, the film, it, it's not necessarily like a mystery film or anything like that. Um, in the in the way that 12 Angry Men is never about whether the boy killed his father or not. Mm, right. You know, it, It's that same thing where that's not really the point of the film. You as a viewer are not trying to work out the correct answer. You know, it's more about the the you know French judicial process and the way that people kind of react to such an event happening. I thought it was absolutely excellent, of course, and uh, give it the highest of recommendations. But it's like it's really not an easy watch either. It's it's like a very very serious movie. Okay, you know, so you're you're also not expecting a twist ending or anything. It, it's, right, it's very very real. You know, very very grounded movie as well. Actually, the killer was Mr. Pushy Man. He saw him. Yeah. The judge did it, actually. <laughs> right, it was me. He take um, the Mission Impossible. <laughs> it's me, Tom Cruise. <laughs> <laughs> um, and then the other thing I watched is uh, a short called My Mother's Pearls. Mm. It's, a, it's a Matt Johnson short, which he directed, uh, I don't think while he was in university, but I know he does some teaching in a university in Canada, and he made this movie. It doesn't, it doesn't look like it's that old. It doesn't have a date on it, but I, I would imagine it's probably 2014, 15-ish. And it's, it's a little short. It's on YouTube. I just stumbled across it one day. And it's just about a man who's kind of alone on his birthday, and so he... Uh, creates a time machine mm. to send himself back in time to keep himself company on his birthday. Mm. That's the plot. I mean, it, it stars Matt Johnson as well, um, and it's uh, yeah, it's a nice little, nice little fun short. Um, nothing, nothing crazy good like his his feature lengths, but mm. fun, fun to come across. Like I, I like when I find a, sh- uh, a well known director has made some weird little shorts. Like there was a really good. Um, Denis Villeneuve short mm. he made called Fourth Floor or something I forget what it was called and I thought it was really good um, and yeah so it was, it was very enjoyable uh, and that's it for me nice. excellent yeah and jump over to uh, the television uh, Monarch wrapped up did they redeem it at the end or no <laughs> no oh baby what a big pile of shit um, <laughs> so my whole you know um, my whole thought with Monarch was like um, I, almost like being a Camp Krusty where I'm, I'm like Bart Simpson going you know Krusty's coming <laughs> Godzilla Krusty. will save us <laughs> he'll, come, he'll come by the end <laughs> Godzilla's at Wimbledon <laughs> <laughs> and so I'm thinking you know, you know we're sitting through all of this nonsense because we're going to get a Godzilla fight at the end they're, they're using the budget for the Godzilla fight at the end, right? Yeah. Uh, I didn't. I didn't measure it out, but I think it, the the finale was like forty five minutes. Godzilla fight made up two and a half of that. Okay. Like that, I, I've been conned. I've been conned. <laughs> That's brutal. And then I, I'm going to spoil it because who gives a shit? The the very very ending. Do you know what the very very end of the series was? What he Kong. 
King oh. Kong cameo. Oh. King Kong cameo. I'm like, right, I'm not watching. Finished. I'm never watching this again. Rubbish. Oh. Rubbish. Sub MCU. Wow. Wow. Was. Um, and weirdly, like reputable websites. It's very well like, reviewed. It's very well reviewed. I don't understand it at all. I thought it was absolutely dreadful. Um, speaking of speaking of MCU slop, I, I I'm probably going to watch that Echo thing just because it seems to be relatively standalone. And and like no no they've got they've got they've got Denofrio back as Kingpin. It's still good. It's still good. They can they 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 can they can fix it. I'm gonna watch it. Uh, but I I did not start it. Uh, anything else for you this week? Um, I um I watched another episode. Of Leftovers, great episode. Ooh, baby. This is like Watchmen level stuff. Ooh. Really, really, really. It's episode five of um, of Leftovers. Okay, we're up and running now. The first three episodes, I thought, yeah, this is good as season one. But people, you know, people say about that show, season two and season three, you're talking like top tier TV. And I hadn't quite kind of understood it yet. I was four episodes into, into a, a 10 episode season. I'm like almost halfway. I'm like, I don't really get that feeling yet. Episode five. Okay. Okay. We're there. We're there. Good okay. shit's happening. Top, top TV. Felt like a, like Breaking Bad kind of vibes. Okay, good. The quality level, but also kind of the tension of it. I also watched, speaking of, two episodes of Father Ted. All right. Uh, specifically, <laughs> the two-parter um, Escape to Victory. Not Escape to Victory. What's the name of the episode? The, fo- the football episode. Um, oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, and then Kick Bishop Brennan up the arse. The and one. then Kicking Bishop yeah. Brennan up the arse. I can't remember what it's called. I, another one, yeah. Well, the, the, yeah, the name of the second episode is Kicking Bishop Brennan yeah, up the arse. Yeah. Uh, which I I love the mileage they get out of the way that that's phrased. Yeah, with up up the arse, yeah. which is yeah, a very yeah. Irish. Yeah. It's not in the arse. It's putting him up, up the arse, which is a very very Irish. Which um, I mean, Bishop Redden, I don't think gets enough credit as being one of the great comedy characters of our time. No, he's excellent. Yeah. And um, that actor is great in like he shows up in he's in so many other little sitcoms in little little, little, little yeah. cameo appearance. He's great. He's excellent. Yeah. I, I I love it's quite a simple idea, but the idea of the the bishop who's a womanizing, foul mouthed yeah, uh, but it's still very regal and very. He's, yeah, he, he acts his, like a bit like a bishop, a prim and proper. Yeah, you know, it would be easy for him to be like too close to Father Jack in terms of right. the bad priest. He's very different, but I love all the stuff. Uh, you know, you address me by my proper title, you little bollocks. <laughs> <laughs> Did that prick call me Len again? And all that stuff. It's great. Um, so it's good Good to see a little bit. I don't know why I, I stuck it on. I'm going to say, yeah, but, why, um, what made you, and those two specific episodes, was there a... I don't, I don't remember why. I don't remember why. I think a conversation with somebody, kicking Bishop Brandon up the arse had come up, and I was like, I haven't watched that in ages. I will say, though, I watched the first episode on the Channel 4 app, and um, there was a, there was a censorship of a of a word, oh, yeah. Which I, which I they've appreciate over the years. They've they've got like people complain, and so they put it back up without it, and then they they it's been changed a million times. Not not just that well, like, the whole the whole show. They've 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 gotten weird about certain words. I don't know what they they, they edited out. The well, they beeped it, beeped the word where Dougal says to him about the the forfeit he has to do for losing the football match. <laughs> Uh, because you're such a cheating bastard. Oh. Gets beeped out. Yeah. I so episode episode two went up on DVD. I have it on DVD, so I put the DVD in for episode two. Extra bastards. Because <laughs> there's, 
and there's there's those the I know the the you know <laughs> the sheep episode, the sheep like contest where they do that joke where where there's a revelation and then the crowd rabbles and then as the rabble dies down, someone goes, hell, hell. The, the, the fucking has been cut and then <laughs> oh, put back in no. and then re- but they but it, it I don't know why it, I don't know is it just a certain person it, I, I don't know what where that's like, this is on streaming think, it's not. It, during the, the day, other, the other thing, are they like they don't they don't are there versions they show during the day? Because I know like mm. what, shows like Friends exist in this weird space where they were obviously written for prime time television, but over here we fucking play them twenty four seven on a loop, mm. and so there are these like completely. I think I I don't. Back when there was no streaming, we'd no choice. We had to watch. But like looking back on that now, completely unwatchable episodes where they've chopped almost entire segments out of those episodes because they're like not appropriate. But I don't think they do that for for Channel Four. So I don't know. I don't know what the what the bastard. You could say you could say bastard on the news, couldn't you? I'm pretty sure you can. The worst yeah. the worst example of that was Comedy Central editing uh, every mention of ass out of that '70s show. Yes, I mean, so <laughs> you make up the majority of the catchphrases in the show. You, you, you killed it, yeah, and like, like, I have the editing around weed and things like that, and I'm just like, what? What is the purpose of that? Why even show it at that? Point? I remember when when Friends first went on Netflix, and even though I'd seen it ten million times, we did watch it when it first was on, and I was like, there are jokes here that I have not heard in about 15 years from when it like originally aired at like eight o'clock on RTE two, because every, even though I've seen these episodes back to front, it's always at 2 PM on E4 when the runtime of the episode might as well be 17 minutes with all the stuff they've chopped out of it. Um, but yeah. Um, Did they blur out Aniston's nipples yet? She might as well just be one blur for entire seasons. I know. I think those, I think they've survived the, uh, uh, <laughs> those are allowed. Okay. They've, they've been, they've been allowed. Um, but yeah. Uh, any other uh, telly got for you, Paul? Um, no, that's it. Uh, oh. Yeah, I'm, I'm, I'm persevering with uh, with Reacher on Prime, which is, which is uh, the more I watch it, the more I'm getting into it. It's great. It's so, so great. I, I tweeted during the week. It, 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 it has the same energy of, of, of the McBain scene where he says we do things <laughs> by the book, and McBain blows up the book and goes buy a book. Uh, that is that the is canon the, of yours is against regulations. That is the that is the the uh, uh, the mo of Reacher. It's great. It makes me. I, I might, might add some of those books to my my book list for twenty twenty four. It's great. It's such a comical good guys and bad guys uh, uh, show. There's so many scenes in the episode I just watched. There's one where Reacher and one of his uh, his uh, buddies, one of the few people he trusts in this world, they're speaking to an informant in a strip club, and then after the conversation ends, completely unrelated to anything that was happening to the plot. Uh, his buddy sees someone getting handsy with a stripper. So they just have a little scene where she goes over and beats up the guy for being handsy with the stripper because it's just, you have to have a certain quota of of bad eggs getting roughed up per per scene in, in Reacher. Right. It's great. It is great fun. And I think the, 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 the sort of conspiracy intrigue uh, is 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 really really good um, uh, as well. So I'm, I'm enjoying that quite a lot. No, no other new telly for me though uh, uh, this week. Joe... Did you watch this? Uh, is is the business back? How how was Gladiators? Yeah, the Gladiators is back on BBC, which I'm not sure about. Same theme song. Yeah, exactly the same theme song. In fact, I mean, it is the, the show bit. is exactly the same. They present it. It's like you've gone back to the '90s. They try and make it Excellent. as absolutely '90s as possible, except I think a lot more of the 
gladiators are on steroids now, uh, as they were back in the day. And more, more of them. Yeah, it's oh, all these, like, I, I've seen a picture of the crew and holy sh- shit! It's holy like all these, shit. you know, the gym bodybuilding lads on the the, the creatine and the, the the shakes and the fucking eight meals a day. Um, yeah, it, but it, it recreates that vibe, but it's a bit weird because then it completely feels like it's a nostalgia show. It's like mm. ECW One Night Stand, which was like mm. to completely recreate the feeling of it. And I'm like, well, yeah, this does a good job of that, but is it entertaining as a show in 2024? I'm not so sure. So it was pretty good, and they had a few new games on there that were quite good. The crowd have all got the foam fingers and the dun, 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 dun. Uh, and other than that, it's exactly the same. It's hosted by Bradley Walsh, who you know is Bradley Walsh. He does a, he does mm. a good job. He does he does the brains on the chase, and he does the brawn on Gladiators. He covers it. <laughs> he covers everything. Um, but his, his co-host is his son, Barney Walsh. I don't know if you've ever Uh-oh. seen any of the shows they've done together on ITV. No, I didn't realize he had. I a... didn't even know he existed. He, uh, yeah, he's not. He's not. He's not very good. He is, oh, he's no. he's a, seems a nice lad, but he's he's not. He's not a TV host. I'm not sure why. I assume Bradley Walsh was like, I'll do it if you give my son a Well, job. yeah, I mean, you know. Brother. It's like the Bruno San Martino, David San Martino kind of situation. I'll come out. I'll come and do a tag match if, if you know, my son is in there. Um, but, yeah, it was, it was quite good. And I think I, whoever produces it must be a wrestling fan because they were doing some, like, wrestling-esque storylines. Like, there's one guy, gets he gets a leg injury, and he has to, like, get carried off. And they're like, we're not sure if he's going to come back and be able to continue. <laughs> and it's like, we're not sure what's going to happen. We'll see. And he's like, no, he's going to continue. And, ah! and then that guy comes back and wins the whole thing. And it's like Terry Funk S. I was saying, Terry, he comes out with the eye covering <laughs> up. <laughs> with a big strapped, big strapped up leg. Like, oh, man, I can do it, brother. Um, so it was, it was quite good. I won't, I probably won't bother watching it again, but you know, it was. You made me think is there Cla- is Clattenburg the referee? Yes, Mark Clattenburg, the Premier League. Is he still referee. going? Wow. He's the, now the, uh, yeah, the referee of Gladiators, which is, you know, it's fine. You got me thinking That's there, right. and you reminded me, of course, of the original show. It was all foam fingers and chanting. Yeah. I like, I wonder with the timing of when that original run debuted back on itv back in the day do you think they capitalized a little bit on the on the downfall of of british wrestling and and the collapse of that industry and they're like we're going to give you what's basically saturday night british television equivalent of wrestling but in this kind of game show format because i think it scratches a lot of the same itches i had the pantomime thing of you know the heel you have the heel gladiators and the baby wolf the heel you know so as this guy that comes down was doing a heel promo i think he's called the giant he's like six foot seven he's like he's no paul white i mean but he is quite big um, yeah, and he's doing the hill promo, but he doesn't care what anyone thinks. And <laughs> <laughs> these fans <laughs> can stick it, brother. Um, yeah, it was it was fine. They're doing. They've also, you know, they brought back Jeopardy with Graham, uh, no, with Stephen Fry. Wheel of Fortune is back with Graham Norton. Mm. They were, I t- they're trying to bring back Saturday Nights by rebooting all the old stuff. It feels a bit like TNA bringing back ECW. I'm not sure it's going to work. Right. We need new stuff. We need new ideas. Yeah. We need new, new Saturday night shows, not just the old the old stuff. Have you seen that um, this podcast? I guess it's also a YouTube thing. Richard Osman talking about the kind of that, the, the hows and the whys of like how those shows are yeah. made and stuff like that. Not just those, but he's talking. He's doing a kind of behind the curtain of entertainment podcast. I saw, I, saw a, I keep getting the same YouTube clip about that. 
and I haven't watched it because it they also it also says is pro wrestling entertainment or not on it. I oh yeah, they had some and I was like, fucking... I'm not gonna fuck it. I hate listening to people no. talk about wrestling. Who are yeah, wrestling yeah, non wrestling people talking about oh, wrestling. Oh my god, god. you just you, it makes your skin crawl. But I watched. He, there was one where he was like, I guess he was involved in some capacity with the million dollar drop that Davina McCall right. vehicle from a couple of years ago, and it was really interesting because the question was like, are these game shows fixed to not give away money? And he said, not really in the sense that we're not i think the question was specifically are the questions algorithmically ordered on quiz shows so that a certain percentage of players get fucked by impossible questions he's like not really but yes we are thinking they are designed to like for the million pound drop obviously you could win a million quid but behind the scenes on our little spreadsheets we we had an average payout we were hoping for Mm. per episode of 40 grand right and then on the first episode they had like half a million on the final question and they were like oh fuck they're like we can't we you know so no one's running over to sabotage the players but they are shitting themselves because they've they've run they've run some tests and they're they're hoping to jesus that these people do not take their entire budget for the season on one thing it's it's interesting you know um uh uh, but yeah, um, well, uh, you know, there's been some new, there has been some game show success stories in the last couple of years, your, your tipping points and the like. But well, that's what I was going to say. Tipping point is so interesting because the prizes they give away are so meager compared to something like that, where but says the, key the difference person is- who wins, wins like two grand and the people who, who don't make the final don't win any money at all. Yeah, yeah. You know, like we're taking away your 200 quid. Just fucking give them 200 quid for God's sake. It's nothing. And I think the, 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 the real f- differentiator, I suppose, is all these reboots, your Wheel of Fortune, your Gladiator, it's all, it's Saturday night game shows. There hasn't been an, in- there hasn't been an innovation in the Saturday night light entertainment space in 20 fucking years, it feels yeah. like. Yeah. Whereas all your little daytime stuff's on your Channel 4s and what, like, that's, 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 that's a breeding ground for innovation. You had the deal or no deal boom periods. You had the, ch- you've got your chase, you've got come your tipping point me. and the likes. Come dine at me. Four in a bed. I haven't watched yeah. Four in a bed in ages. Four in a bed is my favorite because that's a good one. The, the lower the stakes are the funnier the cattiness is and it doesn't yeah. get much lower stakes than B&B reviewing you've and underpaid by five pounds why is well, why? I'll, be, I'll be quite honest Betty it's it's just because well there was a little a little hair in my in my soup and so I've, I've underpaid by five pounds well you're entitled to your opinion but I've brought this rifle and I am blowing my brains out <laughs> right here on channel four okay I, I, I <laughs> like there are meltdowns on, on that show that make that make you've won Jane seem small time yeah, uh, yeah. Uh, by comparison um Gladiators has been all over because that was ITV and then the reboot was Sky wasn't it Sky did yeah, that, that was, that was, that was, that was Famously, Nick what's his face comes from? Nick Aldis. Nick Aldis. Yeah. Uh, that was that was one season. There was like that was yeah. like ten episodes in it. Yeah, that was a bit. Do you kind remember? Of, do you remember his character name on that show? Oblivion. Uh, I have no idea why I remember Oblivion after Jesus. That's fifteen years ago at this stage. And it was like a Spartan character. Then he went on to play Magnus in TNA. Yeah, but. and I think that was the problem. I think with that one because the original you had Wolf and the like, but they were they were they were wrestling it up a little bit, but not to the, not to the point of it of it of it not actually being wrestling. Whereas the Sky one was a little bit. It was a little bit too. We're doing wrestling characters over the top with 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 like. Like yeah, like Oblivion dressed like a fucking like you know a, a a character you know from the whatever he was going for. Whereas this one seems, from what I've seen of this one, it's a little bit more like the original one where it's kind of like we're we're kind of outrageous characters, but we're not you know I'm I'm a '90s WWF style occupation based uh, character. <laughs> um, anyway, 
that is telling off. We'll jump over here quickly to the video games. Uh, I did play an old game this week. Uh, I, I, the, the illness recaptured me, and I, I did rebuy Hitman on Steam so I can play it on the Steam Deck. So I've, 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 a hundred hours wasn't enough. Uh, so I've, I've started a new. You can't even carry your progress over. So I've even started a brand new, fresh. Uh, 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 a run through of Hitman, uh, which is which is great. Hitman's still great. You, you got the the package of the three of them. I yes, assume. yeah. So the yeah, I mean, it's a it's a great deal, even at full price. I think sixty quid gets you everything now, and it was on sale for forty. And I was like, all right, I can justify the owl double dip for the, for that price, and because that's such a comical amount of content as well. So yeah, so that's Hitman. Uh, the, the the new thing I'm playing is I'm playing the finals, which is a, a, a multiplayer. Uh, uh, shooter and it's it's got, it's got this weird premise where it's not just a kind of a team death match it's basically a kind of uh, it's got a, a dystopian squid game fucking type thing where it's a game show right so it's a first person shooter but it's a game show and so the the, the, ma- the objective of the main game is you have to find a MacGuffin somewhere in the level bring it to this ATM looking thing and the ATM looking thing starts a countdown from 60 seconds and your team is going to get a payout at the end of 60 seconds but what can happen is someone can come over and they can basically steal that payout and the clock doesn't reset so you can be you're kind of defending your spot almost like capture the flag kind of someone wipes you out and if they steal that atm with one second left on the clock they get the payout it doesn't reset so there's a lot of extremely panicked last second uh, uh rushes for it which is the gimmick the other big gimmick of it and this is only on the next gen consoles because this seems like one of those ones you maybe couldn't do on an old playstation is uh the entire map is completely destructible uh, so there are maps where the, all the buildings are like apartment blocks. And so you go to this ATM machine, you start your countdown and you've got 60 seconds and you're on the fifth floor and you've got your gun pointed at the fucking door of the apartment. And someone comes in, you're going to blast them. What another team can do is they can go on the roof or they can go on the third floor and they can just blow the floor from underneath you. And then the ATM comes crashing down into the rubble and they can search around in the rubble to try and steal your base. So it completely, it's, it's using pretty advanced tech to just throw the rule book out. It's not your basic call of duty style capture the flag game where it's here's your base here's your base get the flag go there it's the the rule book is kind of thrown out because you can be doing swat style i'm gonna jump in through the window i'm gonna breach the floor from underneath you i'm gonna i'm gonna collapse the roof in on top of you it's it's fucking cool it is really 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 cool um but it is also it's it's blown up it's 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 kind of one of the big early success stories of the year it's also one of those ones i'd say if you're not into your competitive online shooters I, I don't bother because people are people are insane at this game already, and I'm I'm getting absolutely bamboozled left, right, and center uh, uh, right. by people because it's one of those ones where you can tell you get into a game and it's these people who are just playing it all day and and they know the maps back to front already, uh, but it's it's good, it's fun, so I, I'm enjoying that, and uh, yeah, I'm still uh, uh, plugging away at Mario Wonder, which I know you boys are, are, are of course Ooh. partial to, and I'll, I'll segue over on that note. Yeah, one thing first about about Hitman is I'm interested to see how that mobile slash Nintendo Switch Hitman game that's coming out this month will get reviewed. What's that? Um, what's the name of it? It's, it's it's not a Blood Money remake, is it? Oh, it is. Um, yeah. Oh, that. Yeah. Yeah. That. It's a Blood Money remake. Yeah. 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 With like some of the Hitman 2016 quality of yeah, life. Yeah, I think it has um it has the Hitman vision, it has the see-through walls yeah. thing. So, um interesting how that gets reviewed. If it's anyway half decent, that might be a nice little cheap pickup at some point. I think it's only I mean, it doesn't look great as well. visually. No. But if it's if it's anyway fun, 
Um, the reviews of the phone, fo- the phone version is out now, but I, I don't want to play a Hitman game on a phone. I don't, that, on no, a touch no, no, absolutely no. not. It's on Switch, and it's um, you know, seven or eight out of ten. Why not? I think that the reviews for the phone version were good, and it's only going to be, I think, twenty-five quid on Switch, which is not mm. bad. Um, Blood so, Money is excellent, and um, the only thing I would have qualms about are hopefully going to be addressed by this version, which is quality of life stuff. It is fifteen years old. You know, it's yeah. a bit, a, a bit, a bit wonky. Uh, yeah, I. I I'm curious how that turns out as well. Um, yeah, that is. Uh, what was the the Mario Wonder update? Well, I beat it. I beat the final boss. This King Kong the but, end. But very fun. No, not well, not yet. I haven't reached the very, very end yet. Um. So yeah, beat the six worlds and the petal isles, whatever it's called, the in-between worlds. Main Got thing. every every wonder seed, every purple coin, every top of the flagpole. Um, wow. and now, now I'm on special world, so I've only started playing special world. Uh, did the first level, uh, which is the one off world one, because you, what I didn't realize at the time, which I should have done, was every time I unlocked a, a little shortcut to special world, I should have gone into the level at least once so I could fast travel back to it. Yeah. Now I have to go to every world and find where the yeah. special world the yeah. thing was. I don't remember where they all were. Look, there's only six. And there's only like, but, yeah, there's like one, you unlock one special world level per normal per world. world. Isn't that right? Mm. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So those levels the are insane. World, they are insane. Which is, which is bouncing on the little purple hippos. Yeah. And the level itself is not too difficult, but it's getting the three purple coins is difficult. Yes. Because, you know, up until you hit a checkpoint, if you die, it'll retain your, your coins. But after that, if you die, it, it resets. So that was a tricky little one. Uh, but I got that finished, got that first level finished. And now I'm on level two, which I was talking to Joe just before we started recording, is uh, has eaten up about 30 of my lives so far. Is this which jump, is jump, jump? Yeah, I correct. nearly broke my switch over my knee, like uh, fucking Roderick Strong style backbreaker to that fucking thing, trying to do that level. Oh my god, it was driving me fucking insane. Yeah, the problem is I get to the very last bit where you're you're jumping against yeah. the wall, yeah, and I've got like four seconds left, yeah, and I bup, 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 and then the wall disappears and I fall. So I'm obviously not doing it quick enough. But then the whatever. problem is, oh, the problem I had, problem is you do it too quickly and then you're... And yeah, exactly, yeah. Thing. So I'm like, yeah. well, I, I need to do it quicker, but if I'm too quick... Fucking Goldilocks level. And the problem as well is, if, if you don't beat the level and you get game over, you lose all your purple coins. Yeah. You have to get them again. And the purple coins are so out of the way in that level that you have to eat a life yeah. getting there yeah yeah i didn't even bother i was just happy to just beat it i didn't i got no collectibles in that level and i never will i'll tell you that right now <laughs> no no i i i i i won't move on until i until i beat it until i beat it um i think the other special world levels are uh, mental uh and and hard I think that's the peak. I that was that was the only one where I was like I was like yeah. I was taken back to my youth, my childhood. I was like, fucking what the fuck? Because <laughs> yeah, I, I was like, okay, I'm going too slow. The time's running out. I guess I'll go super fast. So no, no, not don't go fast either, though. Mm, actually, calm down. No. You have to go to the rhythm. Let's go to the fuck rhythm. the rhythm. I'm a gamer. <laughs> I'm not a musician. All right. I think the problem is I'm holding Y as I do the level because you need to have, you have to, momentum. Yeah. 
But then at that very last bit, I feel like holding Y is actually negatively affecting my wall jumps. So for that last mm-hmm. section, maybe I need to let go of Y. I, I don't know. It's but, also one of those levels where, and this is just a general complaint anyway, where I'm, I'm like, I'm just looking at it going, I hate these switch controls. I hate this. This I can't even call it a D-pad. I hate this fucking thing. Well, I mean, I use the I use the analog stick. I don't use the D-pad. So I mean, but I also I don't even really like the analog stick either because I, I felt like I can't. Obviously, you can't do like save transfer easily. But I felt like because Brona has the switch light, which has a proper D-pad on it. I'm like, okay. I, I need to borrow your switch for ten hours and get up to my progress. <laughs> um, so. But yeah, uh, good old. Uh, so yeah, any other notes from the end the end game? Um, no, that's where I am. I mean, I, I thought the last boss was a little bit easy, but fun. I really enjoyed the uh, spoilers. The, the the end boss of a Mario game is Bowser. Oh, oh. <laughs> very fun! One of the one of the more fun yeah. Bowser fights. I would say very much enjoyed it. A little easy. I, I I do wish there was a little bit more bullet hell of fucking things mm. flying all over the screen a little bit easy to avoid stuff but it, it was fun i i, I don't uh, i don't really like any of the bosses really in the game uh, you know uh, i do i i like i like the baby bowser fights because they were different enough from each other they feel like i was fighting them, the same yeah. boss over and over again um but yeah there weren't really a lot of bosses no. in the game there's there's really only those uh would be maybe it would be nice to have a little bit more variety but very, very much enjoying it. I am going to beat these bloody special world levels, and we'll get to the end and see Blocko. how we feel. Because they're, you know, from what I hear, this last level is is is. Uh, Joe, you're not the only person I know who, who said, "Look, fuck it, fuck it, watch, fuck it." Uh, I'm not going to beat it. Fuck yeah, it. watch the show. It's going to be live. But let's see, let's see. I, 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 I do know that. Never mind wall jumping and all that. I know already from experience that those those invisibility levels are the bane of many yeah. persons. Those are uh, the ones where I'm just like, I, I I just don't like this. This is I actually just don't think this is. I, and I know, like I'm like, and I actually read that. I just did one earlier, and I actually just read the description. I was like, what is the point of this power? I was like, oh, enemies don't see. I was like, in a Mario game, it's not. It's not like they're fucking sniping me from across the map. <laughs> I don't need to be invisible from the fucking. You know, uh, yeah, I hate those levels. I hate them. My God. But anyway, anyway, uh, that is the uh, game guff. Uh, you interested in that Prince of Persia? But yes, yeah, yeah, it looks great. really good. I'm, I'm, it looks really good. Uh, I'm really looking forward to that. I, I don't know which device I will yeah. get it if on. I, but... If I had if I had less of a queue to get to, mm. it would be it would be near the top. But I do have Mario still to play, Baldur's Gate, which I'm ultimately just going to end up doing a single player mm. run through because it's too, it's too hard. As much as the multiplayer is really fun, it's too hard to organize. Yeah. like we're not all living in the same house, so it's like, are you around? Oh no, I'm not there. Oh well, then we can't play. You know, and so there's no momentum to it. Um, I want to play Cyberpunk still. Um, I want to play that that uh, Prince Persia. What else is that? I feel like I have a list of like five games I need to get to. Um, you playing Fallout New Vegas makes me want to play Fallout New Vegas again. Oh, I haven't really talked that, about that. That game is fucking cool. That game is fucking well, cool. That's, that's a game <laughs> that I I played when it came out on PlayStation. Uh, three, hmm. and I feel like I put it about the same amount of time into it as you have already. Right. So I barely touched it really. I don't know why because Fallout Three, Fallout Four, Oblivion, Skyrim, I played for even even um, the new shit one. What's it called? <laughs> Starfield. Oh, Starfield. 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 I played for like sixty hours. So hmm. all those games I put. I followed New Vegas for whatever reason. 
I think I played for like 14 hours or something. Yeah. Nowhere, nowhere near what I would typically put into those games. And I've always had in the back of my mind, oh, I'll go back to New Vegas someday. I'll go back to New Vegas. So I do want to play it. Yeah, I, I, I've already had a, a small handful of like cool side quest moments where I've gone, oh, that's pretty clever. That's pretty clever. And uh, you can explore the world. Yeah, wow. yeah. And again, just like we, people were talking about with Starfield, I've already had so many moments where I'm going to location A, but on the way, I see, oh, wait, what's that? Oh, this person's talking. Oh, shit, he just did what? Oh, I'm getting attacked by a big thing. Like, like... <laughs> Starfield continues to confound me to this day. I just we won't get back into it, but yeah, New Vegas is cool on the old YouTube. If any of you are, are curious, um, and yeah, speaking of, of Obsidian, they're showing footage of their new thing, um, which I'm now more interested in now that I've put a decent amount of time into New Vegas. And um, I mean, I've liked I've liked every Obsidian game I've ever played. So yeah, they uh, let's see how this goes. Yeah, and that that Indiana Jones game is being shown off, which I feel like they announced a hundred years ago from the Wolfenstein mm-hmm. boys. Um, so yeah, anyway, yeah. music guff for the week. What have we been listening to? Yeah, I listened to one album this week, and I'm going to apologize in advance for my pronunciation <sighs> on on both the person's name and the name of the album. Okay, Cali. Uh, Uchis, I'm okay. going to say is this person's name. Kali Uchis is a. Let me get the uh, the gimmick up here. Is a uh, American singer, I believe, of Colombian descent. Oh, okay. Uh, now this album did get Pitchfork dot uh, com's best new music of the week. It got an eight, an eight point four. On Pitchfork, which is which is, I think, almost the equivalent of a of a Meltzer seven stars. Yeah, these are the anti. These are the anti Dave. These are these are fucking you. You won't you won't see a ten in your lifetime. No, um, and it is very much a a pop slash reggaeton, uh, mostly in Spanish mm. uh, album, which typically isn't my my cup of tea. Um, but I absolutely loved it, and it's it's uh, everything that I kind of wanted to feel about that Beyonce album that came out. Mm. Uh, that I didn't really, I didn't really get on with the Beyonce album because I found it was a little. I know everyone loved it, so I, I get everyone fucking loved Beyonce and everyone loved the Beyonce album. I don't know, there's just something about it that just felt like, it, it, like indecis- uh, indistinguishable from like something Nicki Minaj might put out. A lot mm. of songs were just that kind of modern hip hop. Yeah, whatever. This this album, which is called, by the way, let me give this a try. <clears throat> uh, Deus. Yeah, uh, I'm looking at this with my Irish understanding of accents, and I was assuming that's an E sound in the middle, the, the <laughs> I with a, uh, an, an accent yeah. over it. It's, uh, it's, like I say, it's got bits of reggaeton to it, but also has kind of throwbacks to like 90s house and 90s mm. dance. And some songs that are, are, are even a little bit loungy sounding, almost like something a, I don't know, like a Charles Aznavour might put out mm. that kind of like almost crooning weirdly, almost like uh, that kind of stuff, but like retaining still its kind of Latin roots. Um, yeah, I really, really was surprised how much I was getting on with this. Cause you know, you, you pick up the first uh, song of an album that you're kind of, you know, am I going to like this? Is for something that's maybe not entirely in your wheelhouse. And the first song hits, and you go, "Oh, is that going to be just kind of one and done?" Or, and then the second song hits, and then the third song hits, and before you know it, you're like six songs into the album. You're going, "This is fucking great." 
I'm fucking loving this. Um, favorite song on the album. I'll bring it up here. It was the second to last track, which is funny because people who who follow this might re- recognize a pattern that one of, when I listen to an album, I often like one of the first two songs on it because then it kind of later on blurs into one kind of thing. Yeah. But uh, Heladito, whatever that means, <laughs> is, is is my my favorite song on the album. But yeah, I mean Pitchfork for once have got it right. Um. I, I, you know, even though I use Pitchfork as a source for looking, you know, for new albums to listen to, I do find that they're they are pretentious knobs, and so <laughs> I don't always jive with what what they're saying about albums. But this was uh, this is one they absolutely nailed. I thought it was tremendous, and was probably had it come out in twenty twenty three, would have had a very good shout of being my album of the year. I think it was better than a lot of the albums Ooh. I listened to last year. So let's see how it holds for this year. But I uh, highly, highly recommend it. Uh, give it a listen. Alrighty. And uh, we'll wrap up here with some book guff. Joe? Yes. Uh, unlike Barry, I have read a book in the last two weeks. <laughs> uh, well, a book. It was a graphic novel. It's mainly pictures, to be honest, yeah. by counts. Uh, so I read Bodies, the graphic novel that the uh, Netflix series is based on. Um, I enjoyed the series so much, I thought I'd give the book a try. Um, I have to say the the book is almost completely unrelated to the series. <laughs> it is probably ninety percent different from the actual series. Okay. The 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 plot, the the very kind of vague concept is the same, but the actual plots are completely different. The four central characters are three of them pretty much the same. Fourth is different, but they're they're kind of the same. But and a lot of the themes are there. But other than that, I was I was reading it thinking. When are they going to get to the uh, all the kind of <laughs> time travel plots and all this? And it's, when are they getting to the time travel <laughs> factory? None. Of, yeah. When's Costi going And then none of it. None of it. Um, <laughs> none of it happened. So yeah. So it it was interesting reading it, expecting something different because I think just sort of put me off a little bit. But it was actually it, it was a very interesting read. Very different. It's much more thematic. It's it's a lot less plot driven and character driven and much more about kind of themes and, and and the imagery and everything. Um so yeah it was it was it was an interesting read but not probably what I was kind of looking for. And yeah so was the problem of either watching an adaptation or reading the original source of a show. It, it never you, even if it's great in its own right, you're always comparing it to what you originally saw or, or read. Um, so I might avoid doing that for the rest of these books. I was planning on reading a few. Uh, like I, was, I wanted to read Children of Men because I love that film and I've never, oh, I've yeah, never read yeah. the original book, but now I'm thinking, what if I don't like it based on liking the yeah. film? That's, that's Will the camera work be as good in the book? Yeah. As it was is the soundtrack any good? I don't know. <laughs> Um, yeah, I think the, tr- the trick is to watch really shit movies that based on good books. That's, that's a very good idea. Yeah, oh, I'll find some of those. The, the ultimate thing to avoid, I, I, I've told people recently after trying to reread it, is uh, there is no better jump from page to screen than The Boys. Mm. You try and read The Boys, it is trek. Right. Considering <laughs> I, I would, I would put the Amazon show up there, some of the best TV of the last couple of years. Oh god, that, I, I didn't like it when I first read it years ago. Yeah. It's not very well regarded among comic book fans. You try and read it, it's it's dreadful. But um, but yeah. Uh, that is book guff. I'll hopefully contribute to this feature next week. No promises. Um, Last thing before we finish. Go on. Is anyone is anyone going to be watching 
the new True Detective season with me. Oh, I might give it a go. I haven't watched anything except one, so... Ah, well, three is very good as well. Uh, Two, you can skip. Don't watch two. Uh, It's going to be getting very good reviews, so I'm looking forward to it. Uh, I probably will, yeah. Watch Watch some 2020... Uh, what is it? Four TV? Yeah, yeah. It's it's only going to be six episodes, so it's only a, a short run. But nice. looking forward to that. Nice. Uh, yeah. So that is uh, that is our various guffs for the week, and that is going to do it for the show for this week. Uh, thank you very much for listening, everyone. You can go over to chairshoppodcast.com and pop us an email if you would like to contribute to the show. Give us a quiz, give us an opinion, weigh in on something we've talked about, ask a question, whatever you'd like. And uh, we'll be back next. Uh, blah, 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 back next week. We'll be I back next that. week with uh, more fantasy league standings, yeah. more books, more games, more. And more wrestling reviews, of course. So thank you very much for listening. As always, have a pleasant rest of your week. It's goodbye from me, Barry. It's goodbye from Joe. Goodbye. Goodbye from Paul. Goodbye.